This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Bonus episode, 26 centimeter. On this episode, we review the concert at Abbotsford Entertainment and Sports Center in Abbotsford, British Columbia on Thursday, August 22nd, 2019. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Dave, it was our last show tonight. <laughs> Aww. I know. I'm so sad that the tour has to end. It ended for us, but it's still gone for Al. But it's yeah. so sad to be the last show that we get to see together. I know. Uh, you know, well, at least for this tour, you know, we're very hopeful. We've heard rumors that the next tour will be in 2021, but that's yep. so far away. Why can't we go to more shows, Dave? I know. I know. Let's just take the next couple of weeks off and just go to the rest of the shows. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, good. F- Frank can just fill in for us at work, right? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> He's a talented guy. He can figure it out. <laughs> oh, I'll, just give him, I'll just give him a wig and a fake beard and it'll all be good. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, the fake beard will work for me. And uh, <laughs> I mean, he will have to commute between both of our offices. It'll be tough, but he can figure it out. He's our intern. Right. That's what he's supposed That's to right. do. That's right. <laughs> so what a day. What a day. We yes. we woke up in Victoria, and we, we had to get all the way to Abbotsford, which required us for the second time in our lives <laughs> to ride a boat to a Weird Al show. <laughs> so the first time I have ever ridden a boat to a Weird Al show was at yesterday's concert, and right. the second time I've ever ridden a boat to a Weird Al show was today's concert. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we'll ever have that. Wonderful opportunity again. I hope so. It was it was fun. You know, the the boat is, you know, you drive the car on and you park the car and then you go upstairs and it's just like it's like a big cafeteria slash train. Like you can just sit down, <laughs> you can sit on the deck or you can sit at a table and and hang out and um it really isn't that bad. We did have a good time. It was actually a pretty pleasant experience. I really enjoyed it. You know, it was it was relaxing, it was kinda it was very – it was – I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like really relaxing. It's like, okay, you know, you're just hanging out. And we actually got to hang out with some cool people on this particular ferry ride, which was really cool. Yeah, and I, I before we talk about that, I just wanted to say my expectation for the ferry, having never – I mean, maybe <laughs> I've been on one like years and years ago, but I'd never certainly been on one in British Columbia, and I had nothing – no idea what to expect. So I thought we were going to like park the car – and then be forced to like sit in seats out in the cold rain. Like I, I don't know why that's what I pictured, but <laughs> that's just what I pictured. And it was quite the opposite. You know, they had it set up so we could, you know, buy food and use bathrooms and vending machines, and it was nice. So yeah, so we we uh, we grab a great seat um, where we actually had a pretty decent view out the window. I think on the sixth deck. Yeah, that's what's, that's also kind of cool is that there are multiple decks on this thing too. Yeah. So like if you if you didn't find like a seat where you wanted to sit on one deck or you didn't find something, you just went up to the next deck. It was almost <laughs> like a being on like a kind of like a low budget cruise ship, if right? You will. I mean, you just needed the you know the uh, cruise director coming around, you know, and <laughs> introducing the shows for the evening, and you know, oh, and the bingo down t- tonight in the in the casino, you know. 
it was really it was I, I enjoyed the experience and and it was also my first time ever uh, or my second time since yesterday <laughs> right. was my first time but my first time ever you know taking a, a ferry like that so it was really I didn't know what to expect either and I was pleasantly surprised I really I really enjoyed it and so we we found a seat and we're we're just kind of hanging out just kind of still waking up because we had to get up pretty early <laughs> and um this uh nice uh older couple next to us uh, a couple tables over they look over and they see all three of us, you know, head to toe in Weird Al gear, you know, <laughs> we got our Weird Al shirts and all sorts of stuff. And uh, they're like, hey, were you guys at the Weird Al concert last night? <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, we were. <laughs> and it turned out they were also at the Weird Al concert yeah. last night. And uh, they were actually, I don't know where they were sitting, but they were, we were both on the floor and they sh- said that they were on the floor too. So and yeah. it wasn't that big of a floor, honestly. No, so, so they I'm were sure somewhere... we kind of ran into them at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they kind of looked familiar, but you know, old Canadian people all kind of look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's going to get us in trouble with someone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there now it's okay <laughs> it was it was great because we started talking a little bit about the concert and then the the gentleman started mentioning about um terry fox who we had actually seen a statue of terry fox oh that's right uh, in vancouver and he started talking about terry fox like we knew who terry fox was and um <laughs> well, I, I his wife his ha- wife was wearing a terry fox t-shirt and that all oh, right that's okay, how it that, came that's up what, and that's I, I came up yeah i mean Jackie knew who Terry Fox was when we saw the statue, but I had no idea. I'd never heard of him. And I forgot immediately after, <laughs> after we saw the statue. So it wasn't, you know, the first thing on my mind. Yes. Yeah, so, so for those of you who don't know who Terry Fox is, uh, he was a um, he was a gentleman in Canada who actually had uh, caught cancer and it actually ended up costing him his leg. He had his leg amputated and... Um, due to the cancer and what he did is he got a uh, prosthetic leg and he wanted to raise awareness for cancer so he decided that he would run across the entire you know length of Canada from one coast to the other and and um, in doing that he raised all this money and he, he inspired yeah. so many people you know even to this day and these people were talking to him like and tearing up like he really means a lot uh, to the people of Canada, and I can totally understand why. I mean, it really was um, a heroic thing, and and I think they said they've ra- his organization. You know, he has passed, but his organization running his name has raised over a billion dollars or something. Yeah, that, that- that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, that sounds accurate. I I didn't didn't write down the number or anything, but that sounds accurate to me. Um, they just they treat this guy and probably rightfully so like a hero up there. Yeah, like everybody in Canada knows this this gentleman Terry Fox. And um, so when they started talking about Terry Fox, they had assumed that both you and I and Jackie were from Canada. The <laughs> and way us, they were talking to us. <laughs> and us not knowing about Terry Fox immediately clued them in <laughs> that we were not <laughs> from Canada. So at one point, yeah, at one point they were kind of like, wait a minute, you don't know who Terry Fox is. You must not be from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Our disguises wore thin at that point. <laughs> no, so but maybe they, that's how they... That's how they probably how they weed out who the foreigners right. are. They just talked about Terry Fox and those who, who don't know who Terry Fox is. They're like, aha, you are not a Canadian. Well, the other thing that uh, that clued them in was I was asking about uh, Chilliwack, uh, <laughs> which is semi near Abbotsford. 
and I was asking them if they'd ever been there, but I said Chilliwack, and they're like, <laughs> "You mean Chilliwack?" <laughs> like almost as if they didn't understand what I said because it was right. so wrong. <laughs> like, oh well, now I know you're definitely not from Canada. <laughs> if you said Chilliwack, it's Chilliwack. <laughs> but we, I mean, we pretty much talked to them the the whole ride, and it was really great getting to getting to know them. I wish I remembered their names. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. They were they were such they were so nice to us, and they just really filled us in on the whole area. And we just talked. We really just spent the almost like you said the entire trip just talking to them. And it was like an hour and a half ferry ride. That yeah, we were on. it was so we we were we made like great friends. Uh, again, we don't know their names, but we made great friends <laughs> on <laughs> on that ferry. So it was. They it didn't was great. seem like the type who you know had a Facebook and LinkedIn profile. So I don't know that we'd really be keeping in touch anyway. But. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was really cool. It's just it's really amazing how many Weird Al fans are out there. You know, you you sit in a random thing in this giant ship on the sixth floor, <laughs> and the people next to you went to their first ever Weird Al concert the night before. Like, it's just it's so cool how that happens. Right. So we finally got in, and we drove all the way to Abbotsford, and we were pretty. I mean, Abbotsford is very close to the um, state border. Um, yeah, I didn't realize how close it was. I didn't either. It, you know, we were like getting off the exit and it's like next exit, you know, United States border. I'm like, <laughs> did you go the wrong way, Dave? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I have my passport ready to go. <laughs> but uh, so we got there and um, we went to check into the hotel. And... Well, we went we went to we, I was starving because. Uh, oh, that's right. Because I mean, we had something to eat. I had like a. Rice Krispie treat or something on the uh, on the <laughs> on the uh, boat. They had great food on the boat. I just didn't. I just didn't eat it, any of it. Um, I, uh, Jackie and I did get ice cream. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, of course I do remember that. So I was kind of hungry and I was actually uh, kind of tired. So I'm like, we need to stop and get some food. And we stopped at a sushi place, Daki Sushi. Yeah, which and... was a sushi buffet, which was really awesome. Yeah, it was all you can eat, and uh, it's a buffet in that you can just keep ordering stuff as much as you want, but you can only order three times. <laughs> There's a lot of limits to it, you know. Like you can only order one of this type of sushi, and if you order this one, it's an extra charge. And uh, but we actually, it was great. I, I I enjoyed the meal quite a bit. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, I did enjoy it, and. Uh, for the owl reference, uh, we ate a whole bunch of sushi and didn't leave a tip. That's very true. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and just for the centimeter reference, you did get to have ice cream finally. Uh, <laughs> I did. I got to have two ice creams. <laughs> yeah, they only had green tea and mango, which are not flavors I enjoy. So I let Dave have my <laughs> extra ice cream. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, so we went there. After that, we headed out on an adventure because um, <laughs> the whole trip you were talking about this uh, this particular beer that you were looking for that was only available in Canada, right? So we had to make a trip out to a liquor store. Oh, no, Jackie, Jackie was talking oh, about okay. it. And I, I thought it was some I, – I mean, she'll know better than I do, but um, a Cadbury, who makes the Cadbury cream eggs, has like a, a, a Cadbury alcoholic drink where it tastes like chocolate or something. And Jackie said they're amazing and they're only available in Canada. So I'm like, I got to try this. And we didn't find it, unfortunately. 
So, so right, you learn something about like the the way that the liquor stores are set up there. They only stock certain things in certain provinces or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, <laughs> when you think of like it's only available in Canada, it's like okay, well, everywhere I go in Canada is going to have it. But what what I guess we hadn't really thought of is we were essentially on west coast canada we're in california of canada canada is the same length as the united states it is across so you you can't expect to find the same necessarily the same <laughs> brands in a new york supermarket as you would a, uh, a california supermarket and in the same way canada is a real country just like the united states and <laughs> they don't have the same stuff in every region so um we were a bit naive but we we learned that and uh um both liquor stores that jackie and i went to they told us they didn't have it, but they tried to sell us like some strawberries and cream <laughs> liquor. But both, like independently, both stores tried to sell us the same crap. So <laughs> we did not partake. <laughs> yeah, we learned that Canada is really big, huh? Yeah, we learned that. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> I thought you could drive across in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, I know. Who knows? Yeah, what? What the heck? So, uh, so we get to the hotel, and, and you ran in to check us in, and. For, I mean, we were there after check-in time, but for whatever reason, they only had one room available. So you were very tired, and uh, I I, uh, I was gracious enough to let you guys have the, the available room. Um, so, yeah, what is the point of making a reservation and them saying, you have to be here, you can check in at... I think it was three o'clock. You can check in at three o'clock, but our, no rooms are available at three o'clock. And didn't we get there at like four o'clock? Like it was like, we, yeah, it was really, it was really strange. It was like uh, I walked in to check in, and the guy was like, "Yeah, we don't have any rooms available." And I'm like, "Really? Wait." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, so he's trying to he's making these phone calls and trying to figure out when they can get a room cleaned and all that stuff. It was a weird, it was a weird hotel, and honestly. It was an older hotel, and it it probably wasn't all that bad. But compared to the places that Frank had us staying in uh, the previous nights, yeah, this one did not live up to the. the uh... <laughs> it was hands down the worst hotel, but it, it wasn't <laughs> the worst hotel I've ever been in. But just on this trip, it was it. The other ones were so great that this one just did not uh, do well. Yeah, I don't know why Frank decided that he would end our trip that way <laughs> <laughs> oh it's frank he you know he did that on purpose but what what was pretty uh amazing is you guys went into the room and i was like i'm just gonna go and stare at the guy until he gets me a room because <laughs> we don't have much time before we have to leave for the concert and uh so i went in and i by the time i actually got up to him because there's a couple people in line they had a room ready for me um <laughs> and there were uh these two people in line uh, right in, I, th- I think they were in front of me, and um, they noticed my shirt. I was wearing an All About the Pentium shirt, and they complimented. They're like, oh, that's so great. And um, when I got the room and I, I was out in the parking lot grabbing all my stuff from the car, I saw those two people again, and they're like, hey, so are you going to the concert tonight? I was like, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about this. You know, we started talking, and, and it could tell that they were really big Weird Al fans. The father and son... Uh, I learned their names were Aaron and Spencer. Aaron was the father. And, uh, you know, they're just asking me questions. I was telling them about, you know, the whole tour that we were going to, the 18 shows. 
And they were like, oh, my God, you know, you're, you know, you're such a, a big fan. It's like, how did you get started? And I told them, you know, my dad introduced me to, <laughs> to Weird Al when I was a kid. And I saw my first concert at nine. And they're like, oh, my God, you know, Aaron was like, I, I took Spencer to his first concert when he was nine. And, you know, oh, they're wow. father and son. So it was really cool. And uh, as we were kind of wrapping up, I was like, I was thinking, oh, these, these people probably appreciate the podcast because uh, they had told me they drove 11 hours to get there that night Whew. which is just uh, of course they're getting a hotel room like we we drove like three hours and it was exhausting um so i, I figured they would appreciate the podcast so i handed them a card and aaron goes you're that guy <laughs> and he, they had apparently already been listening to our podcast so it was just it's amazing you know you meet someone you're a random person you don't necessarily share your names um and they were like they were so thrilled so um it was kind of funny because after that we we kept running into them and then you know we, <laughs> yes. you sat next to them. like all this so we'll keep talking about uh, Aaron and Spencer uh, as the episode goes on but it was really cool to meet them <laughs> absolutely yeah they were they were great both of them so after we rested up a bit we headed to the venue a little bit early because we had scheduled an interview with someone in the band I don't know do we want to reveal who it is I think we can reveal who it is all right. We interviewed the great Ruben Valtiera, and yes. uh, he is—he's he, someone <laughs> I've interviewed before. Uh, when I had my radio show, uh, I'd interviewed him twice before, and he is such a blast to talk to. He's so funny. He has such great stories, and he did not disappoint at all. We had a blast talking to him. Oh yeah, we had so much fun talking to him. He was just—he was—he was just <laughs> cracking me up. He was just a great, great guy. He just really is. Yeah, it's always nice to talk to Ruben, and and uh, sometimes like I always think of Ruben as kind of the hardest band member to track down. He doesn't always, you know, go to the VIP stuff, and and doesn't always wait by the bus and stuff. So, you know, getting to spend real time with him is always really special, and it, it was fun. Uh, talking about you know the history with Al, and of course he is the newbie in the band. He's only been in <laughs> yeah. for for what <laughs> twenty seven years. Yeah, twenty seven years. Yeah, the new guy. <laughs> so funny. So we uh, yeah, it was cool because we got to go backstage, and uh, there wasn't like a private room available, so <laughs> we ended up just interviewing him in this loading dock, uh, <laughs> like completely open. Like stage crew are walking by, you know, Bermuda's walking by. Like, <laughs> Everyone's just like walking by. It was so funny, <laughs> but uh, I yeah. I, at some point, somebody even like was walking by. Like uh, you're kind of blocking where we need to go. Right. Be, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was fun. After that, we actually ran back into Aaron and Spencer, and I got to oh, meet them. Yeah, uh, right out fresh. We were hanging out because uh, we had a little time uh, before the you know when the interview ended and before we actually could be let in for you know the vip sessions um so we kind of ran into uh we were hanging out out front in the venue and we just kind of like all of a sudden you know aaron and spencer just showed up again and came over and we started (laughs) talking with them uh and i i think this is a the right point to point out that dave you were wearing a very special outfit at the show (laughs) yes so on the uh mandatory fun tour right when they had the uh, costume contest i found myself a great costume because i have a long beard and um i also had black pants and a and a white shirt and a black blazer and black shoes and white socks and black and hat, hat. <laughs> and i look and when i put that on and i shaved off my mustache i look like an amish person so i look <laughs> And so Dave, for the cut, co- I I yeah. agree. You you do look good in black. 
<laughs> Thank you. So I so for at the mandatory fun for the costume contest, I uh, constantly dressed up as that, and I won several of the costume contests. And uh, I didn't get a chance to dress up on the vanity tour, you know, because there was no costume contest. And then for this time, again, there was no costume contest or anything, so I didn't dress up. But I decided for the last show of the tour, I'm just going to bring that back <laughs> as, just for fun, just because I enjoyed doing it. And so I, you know, had shaved off my mustache and. Uh, and you know, brought all my Amish gear and everything, and I so I was dressed up as, as basically an Amish guy. And I, I just want to point out that you know, at, at this point, I had been with you or within like ten feet of you for like a week straight at this point. <laughs> and when we left, I noticed something different about you, but I couldn't, <laughs> like, I couldn't put my finger on it. But you also didn't have your glasses on, so I was just like, oh, maybe he just looks different with his glasses off. <laughs> Until you said something about, oh, I shaved my mustache. She's like, oh, that's why you look different. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. Well, I did eventually once you pointed it out. <laughs> so we uh, we finally got in. We um, we weren't able to pick up the merch we wanted to in Victoria the night before because they didn't accept credit cards or American money. So we were able to pick up. Uh, a couple things. I, I got a couple things for uh, some other fans who just you know, weren't able to grab stuff, and I grabbed a couple extras so I can have fun with you know stickers and pins. <laughs> and um, and you got a, a lunchbox. I did. I finally got my lunchbox. Uh, <laughs> now you I've can been, been trying trying to get so I can finally have lunch. Yes, it's really exciting. Finally, can have lunch. And uh, all these years I've not been able to eat lunch and finally I can actually have a lunch and I can share it with the girls because the girls just want to have lunch. That's right. (laughs) And uh, I I will say, you know, having gone to a number of shows with you, there are a certain number of people who recognize you just because you are a a celebrity in the Weird Al fan (laughs) community. I mean, you are are known, of course, for uh, being one of the people to get Weird Al a star on the Walk of Fame. You're known because you have the Weird Al tattoos. Now you're known for being one of two amazing co-hosts of a Weird Al (laughs) podcast. And you're just, you're very prevalent in the fan community. You got the, the website. But... That didn't matter to anyone at the show <laughs> because you dressed up like an Amish person and you were just swarmed with people. Like, you know, one woman came up to you and she's like, can I, can I shake your hand? Like, <laughs> I, like, no, I was, I was surprised how, how overwhelmed I, like I've worn this to obviously many shows on the mandatory front tour. And then, yes, a lot of, a couple of people have come over and taken pictures with me or, you know, complimented me on the outfit. But I, never anything like this it, as it was in Canada. It's just like every person who walked by almost it felt like was like, oh, my God, that's an amazing outfit. Can I take a picture with you? Can I, you know, can I, can you, uh, I you saw, know, shake my hand? It was I saw people crazy. sneaking, taking photos, like taking like <laughs> stalker photos of you from a distance. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> you can take a picture of <laughs> Yeah, it's not you know he's not like some celebrity that you have to like not you know trying to get your attention and and I remember some woman came up and she's like I really want a picture with you but I know you people don't you know like cameras <laughs> so she had thought you were an actual Amish person coming to a Weird Al show yeah there was there was more than one person that actually came up to me and said are you really Amish I'm not kidding I was like like. Really? <laughs> like, I guess it was that convincing. I mean, I had buttons on, so I couldn't right. have been that 
Amish. <laughs> <laughs> and I was carrying, you know, a cell phone, you know, and right. I was attending a Weird Al concert, which had electricity and music, and you know, it's just <laughs> so bizarre. It was, it was so, it was so interesting. And then I kind of like became like a focal point for like other people who were coming up. There's one, uh, one person kind of came up, and uh, he had like a, a, I don't know if he was dressed as a character or if it was just his personality, but he had on this big, huge hat oh, yeah. and his long beard <laughs> and he just was coming over and his name was Sean and he was just kind of like, I, I got to hang out with you cause you're just so cool. And he, I'm like, well, you're probably the same, you know? So, so he, he came over and then people started taking pictures of the both of us together. And then somebody came over who actually was uh, dressed up, a woman who was dressed up as a Jedi, Yeah, you know? And she came over. And so that was like the three of us, like, costume characters you know getting like all this attention people were like lining up to see you guys it was so crazy i i so you i was you know watching all of this with delight and people were just freaking out and lining up and then the the woman with the uh jedi outfit she takes out her phone and she starts rapping. <laughs> yeah. And and she's like rapping and, you know, it's all Canadian and, and nerdy. And and it was the nerdiest thing I've ever seen. It was the <laughs> white and nerdiest thing I've ever seen. A guy dressed like an Amish person. A, a, a Canadian woman dressed as a, a Jedi. Some guy with a big goofy hat. And they're just dancing and rapping. And... Everyone was so white, like the whitest people I've ever seen. And it was hilarious. I took a video of that and I treasure it so much. <laughs> that was so much fun. That was probably the most fun I've had before a Weird Al concert in a long time. That was, was just so much fun. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> you're getting all this attention and, you know, there's just people swarming. It was such an energetic crowd here in Abbotsford. Yeah, it was it was a cool it was a really cool. I mean, it wasn't the venue itself was uh, interesting. It wasn't as big as the venue in uh, where were we Vancouver that was the hockey stadium. Right, right, and I, I think uh, it, they might have played hockey at this stadium, but it was it wasn't a huge stadium like the last place. Right, uh, but it was it was a very energetic crowd nonetheless, and it was cool because I, I didn't know if I remember this or if I knew this or I totally forgot, but. Jackie and I had front row center seats. Like, that was so cool. It was it was like we walked in and we're like, okay, the guy's like, oh, yeah, you're in the front row center. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so we go in and we sit down and there's like this this stairway up to – the stage was pretty high, but there's a stairway coming right down directly like almost into our laps. Yes. It was, it was so cool. <laughs> and then, so of course, we sit down and who's sitting two seats over from us? Aaron and Spencer. Aaron and Spencer. <laughs> Cannot get away from those two. And I was not the front row. I was a couple rows back. Um, I was in row nine, but I, I don't think it was physically nine rows. I think there were a couple uh, spaces that were like a, a, a walkway. So I was really like row seven. But I was right in the aisle. No large Albanian women to either <laughs> side of me. I was so happy with my seat. So it wasn't front row center, but I was comfortable and I could see the show and I had, you know, aisle next to me. It was nice. I was really happy with my seat. Yeah. I mean, I was happy with my seat too. I mean, I don't, I, sitting front row center, I mean, you cannot complain about that ever. No, no. But uh, I mean, I, where we were sitting, like, cause the stage was so high, we actually could not see 
any of the orchestra. That was the only yeah. issue with it. I could not see anybody in the orchestra. I could see uh, Eric fine, and I could see you know, the conductor, and I could see all the band members fine, but I just could not see uh, the orchestra. I could see the video screen fine. So I knew there was an orchestra there because I could hear them, but I couldn't see them. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely uh, – it was weird for me. I mean, in Victoria, it was weird, but it was weird in, tonight too – because in Vancouver, I had those balcony seats front row of the balcony, and I could see the orchestra right. so well. And to go from that to only seeing some of the orchestra, you know, it's so cool to get to see everyone. You you know, I, I really wish I had done more balcony or, or further back stuff because, yeah. you know, with the Strings Attached Tour, it is cool to get to see all the players on stage. Um, yes. But you can't complain when you get a, a good view of, of, you know, Al, Jim, Steve, Ruben and Bermuda and Eric and Lisa and Monique and Scotty and Hawkeye and <laughs> Melissa and everyone else that <laughs> you can normally see. Yeah, that was really, I mean, I was, I had a great view of, like you said, every one of those people I had a fabulous view. I could, I could watch each and every one of them individually during this entire concert. And I did for several songs. I just watched certain players, you know, uh, throughout the song. So I was really happy with my seats and it was a great way to kind of end the tour for me. You know, totally. like, okay, yeah, if I'm going to, if I'm going to sit anywhere, I'm going to sit front row center, you know, and. And plus, if I'm going to have fun, I'm going to you know, have the fun that I did with you dressing up as an Amish person. <laughs> I'm glad it you know, was on the, the, the last yeah, show of the yeah. tour, you know. So I want to complain about something. Uh-oh. And I, I hope you're not offended. Um, <laughs> I want to complain about the audience talking during the Stormtrooper Symphony. Um, oh, you noticed that too. I noticed that as well. That really that... bugged me. I mean, sometimes in the outdoor shows... Uh, people would do it, and I guess I kind of understand, you know, it's outdoor, but still, you're at a concert. People are, are performing. Like, it's not just anyone. It's not like you're at a, a a high school recital. These are professional musicians. They're playing amazing music, and it really kind of disrupted me, um, this whole show especially, uh, during the Stormtrooper Symphony for the audience talking. So I was really bummed about that, and, I mean, there's really nothing you can do, unfortunately, um, but try and <laughs> not let it bother you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too at like the outdoor shows. It, I picked it up, but I hadn't really heard it that often or too much on the, any of the indoor shows. So I was surprised at the how many people were talking because uh, this was, of course, an indoor venue. Yeah. So I was like, you know. I really enjoy I really enjoy the orchestra set a lot. So yeah, um, even seeing it the eighteenth time, I still enjoy it and I want to hear right. it. So I, I just want to hear it. You know, it's like it's part of the experience. Yes, okay. You know, I didn't when I bought the ticket. You know, I expecting to see Al on stage with an orchestra. I was not expecting to see an orchestra do their own little set. I'm glad that they did, but I can understand. I guess how people are like, well, this isn't what I paid for type of thing right but, i mean if they just sat down and listened to it i think they would have really enjoyed it yeah i mean and it's not like they're playing you know boring songs they're playing <laughs> these you know super recognizable super energetic super fun uh movie themes so i you know i'll, I'll turn the rant off but um <laughs> I, I i was annoyed about that and especially this show it was very distracting for me but 
despite that, um, <laughs> it was a wonderful orchestra, and it was really great because this was the same orchestra we saw in Victoria and Vancouver. So, yes, getting that extra practice, getting the actual live show experience, uh, and performing in front of the audience for the third time, it just you know it, it sounds amazing the first time, but it's just it's that much tighter um, at the subsequent time. So it was really really tight um, during the show. It was great to hear. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I thought that, you know, as great as they were in Vancouver, as great as they were in Victoria, they were, you know, even better in Abbotsford. Just just because of the circumstances that yes. this is the third time they're playing <laughs> this or maybe the fourth or fifth time because I'm sure they had rehearsals. Right. You know, that they're pl- that they're playing through this set. I just thought they said the orchestra sounded amazing. Yeah. And so, I mean, they did all the the favorites, all four of them. They did the Raiders March. Uh, they did Mission Impossible, and I, I noticed during Mission Impossible, the bongos were, like, super prominent, <laughs> and I was wondering if our friend Kat was doing the bongos or if it was someone else, because uh, there were three percussionists in the orchestra, but um, whoever was on bongos during Mission <laughs> Impossible, I could hear them so well, and it was it was really good, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> so it was funny during Mission Impossible, um, right as it was ending... I don't know who it was because it it was somebody close to me, but I really sitting in the front row center. You really have like one line of sight. You can't see anything in the theater other than the stage. Yeah, you know what's happening on it. So I don't know uh, who you know, who was sitting around me and and you know where they were. But I just heard somebody, and I'm not kidding. They said, "We need a triangle solo." Really. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I swear I heard that. That's I hilarious. Because well, there's going to be a. Sp- I, that'll be relevant later yes um, but i was like i i heard them say that and i was like i laughing to myself because i was like okay this is gonna come back and and really uh be important later <laughs> um so then we had superman and, and just to to also uh pat the back of the or- orchestra some more and the selections for the orchestra and of course um the amazing job by eric and uh the conductors is you, Jackie, and I at one point were talking about how the songs that stick in our head the most, like the earworms, are some of these um, orchestra songs because you just like find yourself humming them or, or or they're so catchy and they're so memorable. They really did a great job with that. I'm really glad they, they added that element to the show. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast or not, but I had and had uh, the theme from Superman, the orchestra version of that, just stuck in my head for, like, days. It's just, it's, and it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. You know, it's amazing. It's just, I just can't get that song out of my head. <laughs> so, um, after Superman, um, and I, I, noticed, I noticed this on a, a different uh, centimeter. I mentioned this. Uh, so, Eric started off, and the first time he mentioned it, he said, there's one more orchestra-only warm-up. Right. And then the second time where he's like, all right, and now for our final orchestra only selection. So I, I, I noticed he said warm up a different show and I don't know if it's technically a warm up or if it's an opening act or what it is. But I, I just <laughs> I noticed that and I wrote it down and I wanted to tell our fine listeners about what he said. <laughs> Did you notice that, Dave? Did you write that down or was that just me? I did not write okay. that down. That's <laughs> well, just... good thing I did. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad one of us did. Yes, <laughs> one of us was paying attention. That's right. I was too busy. I was too busy talking throughout. Right. The whole right. 
No, but one thing I could see is because where we were sitting, uh, this, like I was at eye, eye level height with uh, the bottom of the stage and the way that the steps were set up in front of me, there was like no backing to this step, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I could see through it. So I could actually see under the stage through to the backstage area. Right, and and to explain for people who weren't there, the backstage area they essentially cut the the stadium in half, and there were big curtains down, and essentially the other side of the the stadium, the empty side, was the backstage. Right. So I could see through, and for whatever reason, there that uh, for the orchestra, this uh, stormtrooper symphony, that backstage area remained lit. When the actual concert started, it turned dark. But uh, it was, since it was lit, I could see people walking around backstage. And at one point, I actually saw all three of the Al's gals <laughs> standing in the back with their cell phones out, just taking pictures and video of the uh, orchestra. That's awesome. So even though that this is like uh, what is it, like a week or two before <laughs> the the, sh- the tour actually ends, they're still amazed by you know the how talented this orchestra, yeah. these orchestras are. Totally. That they're stopping to actually you know listen to them and take pictures and and take video. So it was really it was kind of cool. It was like something that nobody would see except for like me sitting right, right where I right. was. That's so cool <laughs> to hear about. It was, was kind of cool to, to get to to see that. And I was wondering if it if the lights would stay on for the entire concert if I could kind of see some of the backstage happening, oh. but they did they did turn off for uh after you know the intermission. So I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess they don't want me to see what actually happens <laughs> backstage." You don't want to see how the sausage is made. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so we then had, of course, the Star Wars theme, and people went nuts for it, but they still didn't shut up. <laughs> like, Come on. If you don't shut up for Star Wars, you better not be talking during the Weird Al show, or I'm going to hit everyone. And luckily, I didn't have to. <laughs> during the intermission, uh, I actually uh, – it was really interesting because uh, we kind of found out that there were about 30 people in the VIP uh, and I think all of them, except for maybe you, were sitting in the front row with me. <laughs> right. And, and and so all of us kind of were like – everybody in the VIP just kind of got up during the intermission and just congregated around uh, me and Jackie and we're just talking to each other. And so I got to, I got to talk to like everybody in the VIP uh, party and uh, particularly one uh, – Gentleman, uh, he was actually wearing the new uh, strings attached, uh, the button-down shirt. Yep. Um, and his uh, name was Sean, also um, <laughs> a different Sean, not the same Sean with the hat. Uh, so I just got to talk to him for a while, and he was like, it was really kind of cool to get to talk to him and everything. And of course, you know, uh, Aaron and Spencer and everybody was just just kind of just talking. It was it was kind of cool. It was like everybody was like, all right, we're just like all Weird Al fans, and we're just going to just talk about Weird Al (laughs) for 20 minutes. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it was was a good intermission, and then we went right into the show. Yes. So Eric is back as the conductor, and he came back on stage at exactly 8.45. Excellent. I didn't notice – I don't know if I noticed this before, but – I did notice that this time he had a spotlight like directly on him as he came out. Hmm. Um, and it was uh, it was interesting because I never really noticed that he was like lit and you know, under a spotlight before. So I don't know if that was just me being unobservant or if that was uh, that uh, 
you know, he they were trying something new, and, and he was being lit on the spotlight. I really liked it. I, I liked that uh, Eric got that attention. Well, now we got to go to more shows and see if it's consistent. <laughs> <laughs> don't you hate noticing something on the last show? I know. I was like, well, I don't know. Did I just not notice it before? Right. Or is that... <laughs> So I was hoping you would say, oh, yeah, no, that always happens. Or, no, that's the first time that happens. Dave, I, I didn't notice when you shaved your mustache. You think I noticed when? <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> no, I notice a lot of things, but that, that I don't I don't recall that happening before, but I also don't recall seeing that at the show. Right, so. not happening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it started as it always does. As it always does. We had uh, Beethoven's Fifth right into Fun Zone. And yep. um, I think it took an... It, it took. It felt like to me that it took a moment for everyone to notice that it was fun zone. It yeah, a little like bit happened, delayed, and that was like there was like a little delay, and then it was like, oh, that's fun zone. You know, I felt the same way about Star Wars. I feel like people realized it was Star Wars later than audiences normally do. <laughs> so maybe it was just you know the weed is legal in in Canada now, and <laughs> <laughs> you know people are shipping in from Chilliwack, and they're <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So Al came out and he did his little boneless boy dance, which I absolutely love. It's always great. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then into the medley, uh, I lost on Jeopardy. I love Rocky uh, I love Road. Rocky Road. And I noticed that for I Love Rocky Road, I could really pick out Jim's vocals really well on, mm. on that one. Um, and it wasn't like the first time uh, or the only time in that concert that I picked out individuals vocals really well and i think it had a lot to do with just the way the sound was in that venue and the way it was being kind of mixed and also the fact that since i was so close i could actually focus on you know one person and kind of get to he, you know see exactly when they were singing yeah so i could pick that out as well i mean i so, wasn't i wasn't terribly far further back than you were or far right. from the stage but i had the same experience i i noticed I could distinctly hear Jim and or Steve and or Ruben right. and John singing um, at parts where normally it's you don't hear them as well. Right. So, yeah, that, that was uh, I mean, I, I love hearing them sing, even if we're not supposed to necessarily <laughs> hear them as, as clearly. But it's it. I mean, they're all so talented. And of course, Jim sings our amazing theme song <laughs> and uh it does a great job there so i i love uh getting to hear the guys sing yeah no i i'm not complaining at all i mean i actually i, I enjoyed that a lot and then uh like a surgeon of course finishes out the match. of course and then um we love to report how al introduces <laughs> twine ball i wrote it all out shorthand like i should totally be like a a person who's in a, a courtroom because i wrote this whole thing out <laughs> And it's it's all scribbles and nonsense, but I bet I can repeat it to repeat you right it. now. All right. <laughs> so uh, Al said he's very glad to be back in his hometown of Abbotsford, British Columbia. <laughs> um, and he said, of course, he's a proud Canadian citizen. And he said, many of you know, he spent the last several decades in the United States to research uh, pop culture for this song, which was, of course, the t- biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. <laughs> yep <laughs> it was great and uh and i i really i really i know i've said it before i really love this song i really love that it was included in this tour um it's such a it's a song that you almost wouldn't expect to get on a weird al tour before we had the vanity tour and and got to right. hear it i think vanity tour is the first time i got to hear it performed on stage and it was 
I mean, it's just such a great song. It's it's got it's such a first a beautiful song. Uh, the music and the 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 melodies are great. But when you really sit down and think about the lyrics and getting to hear the song performed live 18 times gives you a lot of opportunity to sit down and really, really listen to the lyrics. It is one of Al's funniest songs. It is so funny. The characterization of this guy and his family and their traditions and their lifestyle. (laughs) I I can't say enough good things about uh, Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota. And I love that it got to shine on this tour. Yeah, it really sounds amazing with an orchestra. I'd actually heard it uh, before the Vanity Tour. It was on the uh, Bad Hair Tour uh, where he, he did perform it, so I got to hear it on that. But uh, ah, that, yeah, you're... And that was, of course, B.E. before Ethan. <laughs> before that, that was a before Ethan concert. Uh, but, yeah, it it's definitely it's one of my favorites. It's a crowd favorite. I really yeah. hope that you know uh, it makes its way into a future you know tour. Totally. I think it I think I think it's a crowd favorite. I think it's something that everyone loves to hear. It's I think it uh, you know, I, it almost, you know, deserves a place on I, I mean, this is a hard argument to make, but you know, um, uh, Mount Rushmore of the songs you must hear at a Weird Al show, you know, of course, um you know, Dare to Be Stupid's up there and of course White and Nerdy's up there and, and Saga begins, but it's like, you know, if there was a big enough mountain range, I think Twine Ball <laughs> would eventually be on that giant Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it's up there. That would be, you know, that would be a good uh, podcast topic. We will have to delve into that at yeah. some point because that could be who. What, what songs would be on the Mount Rushmore of uh, Weird Al songs? Yeah, and not necessarily your top four favorite songs. The four songs that best represent. Weird Al. Yes. Okay. Mm, I like that. Frank, Frank, write that down. So we need to know, Ethan, did you hear the horn in the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota? So this was the 18th show that I saw on the Strings Attached Tour. And what a shame it would be if I did not hear (laughs) the horn on the last show that I will ever see on the Strings Attached Tour. And I'm very... Proud to report, yes, I did hear it. Did you hear it? Yes. Okay, good. I heard it too. I heard, it, I heard the faint wah-wah that's the car horn. I, abs- I was absolutely thrilled I got to hear it because sometimes I'll forget to listen to it because right. it happened so early in the song and I'm just like I'm taking everything in still. But I'm, I'm like, like, I want to hear it. I, I was like, this is like the last show. I got to hear it you know, one last time, and I did, and I was happy. And, you know, I, I was kind of afraid that I wouldn't hear it because, you know, after that threatening uh, text message <laughs> I, I got from, from Eric, <laughs> you know, criticizing my hearing, um, I was like, I, I better hear this, and luckily I did. <laughs> so, Eric, if you're listening, I heard it. Don't hurt me. <laughs> It's such an amazing. It's I'm so glad. Like I don't know if I if we hadn't talked to Scott about it, Scott O'Neill, the person who did the orchestration for that song, if we would know to listen to that. I don't. But yeah, it's like I don't know that I would have noticed it. I don't know if I would have picked it up or not because it's it's very subtle. But the fact that it's in there is just just makes me happy when every time I hear it. <laughs> it makes me wonder what other amazing subtle inside jokes are there hidden through the songs that we just don't know to listen for. Um, right. And it's not like we, you know, I 
don't know about you, Dave, but I can't read music. I can't look at no. the sheet and be like, oh, ha, 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 you know, there's a silly... Like, <laughs> it's just looking at gibberish to me. So, um, it, you know, I, I think that would be a great thing to ask uh, Scott if we ever talk to him again, or, of course, someone maybe who performed in the orchestra, uh, if they notice yeah. anything like that. Um, so I noticed at some point during the song, I don't know... I didn't notice anything wrong with the song, uh, or anything wrong with the instruments, but I did see Hawkeye run on stage, and he and Bermuda were talking for you know twenty seconds, and so I don't know what what huh. was going on, um, or maybe they were just catching up on on the the sports scores, or <laughs> I, I don't know what was going on, uh, but I assume something wasn't going right, and uh, Hawkeye was there to fix it. That's that's my only guess. <laughs> Um, and then I noticed something really uh, very amusing, and it's not something you would have seen, Dave, because it happened behind you, because, of course, you were in the front row, <laughs> and being right. you know a, a couple rows behind you, I, I was able to witness um... <laughs> there was these two guys, they kind of walked in late. And, you know, they're obviously together and there was, um, behind the, the front section that you were in where it was like the first, um, five rows. And then there was like a gap of two rows before, um, you got to my row and these two guys walked in and this one guy kind of, because everyone could see him cause he's kind of walking by the front of the stage almost, you know, was kind of like letting people cheer and he was like, you know, taking their cheers for Twineball as being for him. So he was like getting really pumped up and he's like kind of walking and like pumping his arms like to the music, like, yeah, everyone's watching me. And like he was he was like getting really cocky about it. And uh, so, you know, he's walking with his friend and he gets to the um, like the other side of the floor and. And that's when he turns around and realizes his friend didn't go with him. So he just was doing that <laughs> by himself. And <laughs> as soon as he noticed the friend wasn't there, he like look all he looked all like sad and defeated and confused. And like <laughs> it was just really funny to watch this guy go from like this cocky jerk to like this like sad lonely guy. Like my friend Aww. didn't go with me. It was really funny. <laughs> I bet he was talking during the orchestra, so I, I do not feel bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a great song. And then we went into Word Crimes. Yes. And this is one where I was specifically hearing Jim very prominently. Um, and I was thinking about, you know, like I heard Jim prominently and I was also thinking like, well, he's not playing guitar so maybe Jim just sings extra loud on this song because all he's doing, <laughs> you know, his only job on Word Crimes is to sing and clap. And he does right. such a great job at both of those things. You know, they say like when someone uh, goes deaf, you know, their their sense of sight <laughs> gets better. And, and when Jim is not playing guitar, you know, he really has that opportunity to, to turn up the volume on his vocal and clapping. So... Uh, that is my potential explanation. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying if Jim ever decides to give up the guitar, he could have a professional uh, career as a clapper? Yeah, I mean, um, we could certainly use a professional clapper on our <laughs> podcast. I won't go into any further, but... <laughs> our, our current clapper is, is not performing up to his uh, responsibilities. <laughs> That's, of course, an inside joke that nobody gets except for us, but... Uh, well, Frank gets it. <laughs> <laughs> so did you notice that during in word crimes uh 
that uh, Al went over to Steve and put his arm on Steve's shoulder. I didn't notice that. Huh. Did you? I did. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, oh, no, I didn't either. I was just wondering if you did. <laughs> no, that's great. I did notice, I did notice that. And, and again, it's one of those things of, I always thought to myself, oh, does this always happen? I've never noticed it before. Yeah. What were you doing the last 17 shows, Dave? <laughs> or is this something that's new and I'm noticing for the first time because it's happening for the first time? <laughs> like, I know that... that um, Al's movements are very similar, you know, uh, throughout, you know, the tour I've picked up. That, yeah, you know, they're pretty choreographed. he has a routine for yeah. a song, he, yeah, it's pretty choreographed how he, you know, does each song. So I was that caught me as, since I noticed that, I felt like that was out of the ordinary from what he usually does during that song. I would just go out on a limb and say, I bet you're right. I bet he doesn't normally do that because... <laughs> You know, anytime we notice something, it, it tends to be, it, it's just because it's new or different. So, right. um, and that spoiler alert, I'll, I'll talk about that again later when it comes <laughs> okay. to, um, after show talking to Monique about something she does in one of the songs. Ah, what a teaser. What a teaser. Oh, I'm really just saying it so I don't forget. Hopefully you remember. <laughs> Frank, write it down. <laughs> All right. After word crimes, we got our drum solo. Drum solo, and of course, um, I, yeah, this is another thing. I don't know if Al recently started it, but again, he said, John Bermuda Schwartz, what a guy. So I don't know if he's been saying that the whole time or if it just started <laughs> more recently, but um, he certainly did say it. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did pick that up, that he did say that. Um, and then we went into Jurassic Park, and yes. I, you know, I love Jurassic Park. I was kind of listening to it, enjoying it. And it just kind of hit me like, this is the last time I'm hearing Jurassic Park with a full orchestra, maybe ever. And that made me a little bit sad because it's such a great song. Yeah. And it really, it was really made for this tour, having the full orchestra. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, since it's such an older parody, you know, from 1993, right? That will it ever make it back into the show in its full form or will if, if it will if they go back to you know the medley of hits type of thing will it make it into the medley in a shortened version so i kind of felt that for a lot of these songs especially like the parodies that i might be hearing them for the last time you know in a full you know song setting live so it was kind of i agree with you on that it's, it's such a beautiful song i'd love to hear that come back yeah me too um, and I was so happy when I heard that they were doing it and they really, truly did the song justice. And of course, there's there's certain aspects of this song that we really love talking about. <laughs> uh, first thing. Um, <laughs> so Al, of course, he sits in the chair that, that uh, Hawkeye brought out. Melissa comes yeah. by and dabs his forehead. And then um, as, as Hawkeye was kind of approaching Al with the tray, with the drink and the cell phone, I noticed Al with one finger kind of did the come hither kind of thing to, uh, <laughs> to Hawkeye, which was really funny. Kind of like we do with Frank sometimes. Um, yes. Which, uh, write that one down too, Frank. Um, <laughs> so I, I thought that was great. And then, of course, a couple centimeters ago, Dave, you made a very bold prediction. Yes. And just to update everyone, your prediction was for the remainder of the tour that you and I were seeing, the yes. remaining of the 18 total shows that each of us were seeing, that every single drink would be red. And yes. Dave, what color was the drink at the Abbotsford show tonight? 
the drink was orange, which is a mixture of red and yellow. So, so I am again <laughs> correct. Right, but I mean, if it was on a, if it was like represented by a crayon color, it would be orange. Oh, well, he's not drinking crayons. That's true. That's true. And he did have uh, an orange slice in the in the cup again. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> that color doesn't change. <laughs> the orange is always orange, uh, but the drink was orange tonight. And um, just since it's our last one, I I just want to you know do a little shout out. I'm going to pour out some some uh, some champagne for my homie that. Uh, one crying dinosaur. He, he's like, you know, he Aww. wants the he wants them to write, and he's so sad that they're leaving. And then mean old T Rex just kills <laughs> them, and he he didn't see them get killed, so he just thinks they're off outside the island, not writing him. And <laughs> I just I feel so bad. So you know, one more one more shout out to to that dinosaur dude. So you're pouring out your orange drink in honor of the... Uh, yeah, technically the, uh, it, it contains red, but yes, it does look orange, the drink okay. that I'm pouring out. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had Don't Download This Song, and... Yes. What a great song. I, I Did you notice any audience activity during this song, or were you too far up? Uh, I did notice a couple things which you probably didn't notice, because there was one person which was sitting, uh, again, nearby me. I'm not exactly sure where. As I said, I can't really see anything <laughs> other than what's directly in front of me. Um, I, f- that... I forgot that your head doesn't turn, Dave. I forgot no, that. No, my, he- <laughs> my head was... <laughs> my head... See, you were wearing a neck Amish... brace. <laughs> yeah, so, right. The, the way the Amish... Uh, costume works is that i have to sit perfectly still facing straight forward otherwise it loses the effect right and it also creates uh static electricity in the chair and you can't have that no 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 absolutely not (laughs) so uh one of the people sitting by me actually as soon as uh the song started started applauding and cheering really loudly and said this is my favorite al song which i thought was great (laughs) was that spencer uh, no, because actually, I, even though I couldn't see who it was, it was coming from the opposite okay. side. Uh, uh, Spencer was sitting to my left, uh, on or you know, as you're looking at the stage, Jim side of the stage. Yes, and this uh, this came from Steve's side of the stage, my right. Because <laughs> uh, so, we just, just we in, unless unless it's possible, Spencer actually got up and uh, ran and over moved there. over. <laughs> And said that and got a deeper know. voice, and yeah, uh, he did mention to us before the show that it was one of his favorite songs. And yes. although it seemed as though maybe he had already known what the songs were, we weren't going to ruin it for him just in case. So, <laughs> um, so actually, someone there were a couple people kind of near you that, um, of course, with your inability to turn your head or, or move or focus on anything but Al, um, I noticed there was a guy in the second row uh, with an actual lighter. That he was waving an actual oh, wow. fire, you know, flammable <laughs> flame lighter. And he did it for a little bit. And then I think he got a little shy and he put it away. Um, <laughs> but then by the end of the song, I saw him come back with a lighter. I saw another guy near the front with a lighter. And huh. I saw a guy waving uh, one of those glow sticks, like the ones that you crack and then you wave. Oh, wow. So. I didn't see any cell phones, though. I saw two real lighters and a glow stick, <laughs> but no actual cell phones. But uh, it was really great to uh, to catch those. Yeah, well, cell phones are banned in Canada. That's right. That's right. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know that. 
There's a lot of cultural differences between the United States and Canada. They call it a washroom, not a restroom. They, yeah, that was... They don't allow cell phones. Um, <laughs> they love Terry Fox. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they say Chilliwack, not Chilliwack. <laughs> say, yeah, a lot of differences <laughs> that we learned. We picked up on. <laughs> <laughs> so I did uh, notice, though... Uh, a couple interesting things up on stage where I was looking and that, uh, <laughs> by default, and that <laughs> is that, uh, during the, uh, the backing vocals, the ooze and the ahs throughout, I was watching Steve like a lot and I really noticed and picked up his uh, vocals on that. So I thought that was really kind of cool to actually kind of hear the little backing of uh, Steve on that. And I know the Al's gals do that too. And I think, I guess everybody on stage does the little ooze and ahs, but um, I was definitely was focusing on Steve for that one. And then I also noticed that um, I felt that like, this song was so musically and vocally beautiful. Yeah. I just I just really enjoyed this song too. Again, I don't know if this is another is this is one that's gonna come back on a future tour because again it's not one of, you know, Al's most prominent songs. And it's not a parody and, and it's not a parody and it's also it was yeah, technically it was a single, uh, but uh, it's not it it also uh, benefits so much from an orchestra yeah. that I don't know that if there's a tour that the next tour, for example, if it doesn't have an orchestra, I don't know if it, this song would make it back in the set list. So I did also think this may be the last time I'm hearing this song in its entirety, you know, so. You know, there was something, you know, I, I agree 100%, but I will also say that before the tour – if you had asked me to guess which songs are going to be on the tour, I don't think even with the context of Al's going to pick songs that benefit from an orchestra, I don't think I ever would have thought I would hear don't download this song on this tour or any tour. It just, I mean, it seems like it's, it, I know, I know it was a technically a single and I know it's out there, but it doesn't, it seems more of a rarity to me than uh, right. a lot of the other songs that Al performed. So it's, it's not one that I would ever expect to hear. And the fact that I got to hear it performed 17 times because it wasn't performed that one show <laughs> uh, was amazing. Uh, it was It's such a great song, and I've always loved it. And um, it's just another one that I loved to hear live. Yeah, now if they, if they do do some kind of uh, remix or return of the Vanity Tour, we may hear it on there again. But That's still, true. not with it. I mean, they'd have to bring in an entire orchestra to make it sound as wonderful as right. it did. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I must say, you know, even up compared to other Al songs, I don't see this one being high on the rotation. But maybe that would change after this tour because it, you know, it did get a great reaction at every, every yeah. show. Uh, so it was it was definitely a good choice to put that in the set. List. And I Absolutely. I do notice uh, certain songs. I don't remember who I was talking to about this recently, but um, you notice that the crowd is. You know, the crowd reacts to the song sometimes like they've never heard the song before. So, right. you know, you know, everyone who buys a ticket isn't necessarily a Dave and or Ethan who has listened to every <laughs> single song, even the rarities, have the words memorized, have a, you know, giant collection, an entire room full of stuff. Sometimes people just like, hey, I heard Amish Paradise once and I've been a fan of <laughs> Al ever since. And that's the only thing I've ever heard of his. I mean, there are some of those people who go to concerts. And yes. um, I mean, I've certainly gone to concerts uh, for other artists who I only know a couple songs and I just go to enjoy myself. So, 
you know, you do get to hear people laughing at these jokes as if they've never heard the song before. And it's right. it's really interesting. And, and dare uh, don't download the song is one of those that I always noticed um, got those laughs uh, through the jokes. Yeah, I hope I hope that performance made a lot more fans of this song. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So then we went into, you know, Al doesn't like to be he doesn't like getting <laughs> controversial, you know. Uh, he he, uh, he doesn't get upset when people say happy holidays, but, uh, you know, despite it being uh, generic, inclusive, and multi-purpose, um, sometimes you just want to say happy Weasel Stomping Day. <laughs> yes, Weasel Stomping Day. So to, <laughs> to keep in my, uh, or I should say to you, Ethan, happy Weasel Stomping Day. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dave. Happy Weasel Stomping to you. Day to you. So, again, uh, I kind of want to point out that, you know, I did have a great view of everybody in the band. And, yes, during Weasel Stomping Day, your focus should be on, you know, Al, Jim, uh, Steve, and Al's gals because they're the, you know, the main, you know, singers and the main focus are all grouped together on stage. Um, they're wearing Viking helmets. <laughs> how, how can you hard can you not look at to them? miss them? Yes. <laughs> so, but I did actually, uh, spend a lot of this time, a lot of this, uh, song actually watching Ruben. Oh yeah. I, I, I was so, watching Ruben a little bit during this song too. Maybe because we had just spent an hour <laughs> with him, but <laughs> You know, I, I was I did find myself thinking, what does Ruben do during this song? Because I've right. always looked at the thing that you have to look at. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Al with a Viking helmet, uh, Lisa with a Viking helmet. You got to look at them, right? So I, I'd say to to uh, kind of give everybody in the band, you know, their attention for one song. This was the song I not because it was the shortest song, <laughs> but <laughs> had nothing to do with that. We didn't think that you're the one who said it, Dave. <laughs> I realized as I was saying that how that, how that could come across that, that way, but no, I did I did actually watch Ruben during this song, and I did get to kind of watch him, uh, and I did enjoy his performance. <laughs> That's great. And then uh, right after that song, we lost two band members on stage. We lost yes. uh, both John and Steve. And Al introduced that although they left, there are still forty eight people left on stage. <laughs> Uh, and he introduced our very own Jim Kimo West on acoustic guitar, which we've said this every episode. <laughs> it is not an acoustic guitar. Uh, <laughs> as far as I mean, I, I'm not as good of a musician as uh, Al or, or Jim, but from my point of view, it looked like an electric guitar. <laughs> Especially because Al is actually holding what I would consider to be yes. an acoustic guitar during this song. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I don't know where that we. That's something we should have asked Al, but we we did not. Um, well, we're just gonna have to go to another show. Okay. All right. That works. <laughs> I love love hearing "You Don't Love Me Anymore" uh, for the song for the like the merit of how great of a song it is but also for the gag of Al with the guitar and especially yes. watching the guitar get smashed. <laughs> Sitting in the front row, did you get hit with any pieces of the guitar? You know what? I was actually worried that I might get hit by some pieces, yeah. but they uh, remained at least uh, as far as I can could tell. They, the shrapnel from the guitar remained on stage. Okay. <laughs> I did notice a chunk uh, bleeding sticking out of your head, but I figured, I figured that was part of the costume. Or maybe you cut yourself <laughs> shaving or something. I don't know. 
So now the moment that that one fan in the audience that screamed out, we need a triangle solo, got his wish come true. Yes. Because we had a triangle solo. Yes. How amazing was that? What what true uh, kismet energy from the universe that that, that man's wish was granted and it what a great triangle solo it was <laughs> <laughs> so a little spoiler is that ahead of the concert uh, of course we had uh met up with cat and she had told us that she was going to be doing the solo for this uh show and that she was going to be the one doing it and it was going to be a triangle solo yes yeah, so we we did have privileged information Yes. Of course, the first time that that orchestra performed You Don't Love Me Anymore, there was an oboe solo. Right. So this was a little change to their, you know, rather than not, there's nothing wrong with the oboe solo, but I guess Al just wanted to mix it up a little bit. And uh, somebody had, I think uh, maybe Kat had said that uh, the reason why Al decided to do a triangle solo was because uh, Melissa had always just wanted to hear a triangle solo. Oh, really? So this was kind of, yeah. I so didn't she hear that. kind of said... She, when she was talking to me, she had said that uh, this was kind of like Melissa's request or kind of a shout out to Melissa <laughs> to do a triangle soul. And it just happened to, to fortunately work out for us that it was Kat doing it, which, you know, she was able to give us a heads up on it. And it was also amazing, you know, that we knew the person doing the solo, yeah. you know, for the first the time solo of the show. It was so cool. And it was, it was really cool. And I did notice... Uh, I mean, the, the triangle solo was absolutely amazing. It got great reaction. You know, everything about it was was fabulous. And I couldn't see it. I could hear it. Um, <laughs> so I'm hoping you got a better view of Cat doing the triangle solo than I did. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was dark. And um, the uh, I believe Dana was walking by on stage moving around something. <laughs> so I didn't necessarily get to really see her. But I, I had a good view. And since Cat had given me a heads up, and I knew it was going to come after You Don't Love Me Anymore. I recorded right. it for her. And she was so thrilled. Uh, she uh, was so happy to have a recording, a video recording <laughs> of her doing the triangle solo. And I was happy too because then I could relive it over and over again. Nice. I'll have to see your video so I can actually see what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can see Dana walking by. <laughs> I also it was kind of funny that you mentioned that Dana was walking by because in my sight I noticed that Melissa ran out on stage and she actually grabbed the guitar. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so Melissa, that triangle solo was for you. So I hope you did get to hear it while you were grabbing <laughs> the guitar. <laughs> That's great. So then we went right into Tacky, and as soon as Tacky starts. Um, I mean, obviously that meant there was no one more minute. There's, you know, only one Al in the audience interaction. And you and Jackie were sitting right at the bottom of the <laughs> stairs. I'm like, he has to do something to you guys. He has to. And? And he came down the stairs and he walked right past me and sat directly on the person sitting next to me. <laughs> I, I feel like him not <laughs> interacting with you was his way of interacting with you. <laughs> I wonder if he didn't recognize me because I shaved my mustache. That could be it. <laughs> That's probably it. He's probably like, who is this guy with the tattoos? Who's this mysterious person sitting next to Jackie? <laughs> I so, think it would be Dave. That's where Dave should be sitting. Well, maybe, no. you know, maybe Al was doing like a real bro move. He's like, well, you know. Or no, he's doing a real system move. Uh, he, you know, 
he saw that Jackie was at a concert with not you, and he didn't want to call attention to the fact that she was there with a different guy. So it's a momish guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because oh, obviously Jackie. it's not going to get posted on Facebook. But he... <laughs> so yeah, I was. Uh, I'm sure not as bummed as you were, but I was. I was bummed to see Al like. If he tripped, he would have fallen onto you, uh, but then sat right in the lap of the person next to you. And um, yeah, that, well, that was my biggest concern is that he would have tripped falling down the stairs and come head first, <laughs> just like knock me unconscious or something. And then I would have had to resume the duties of being Weird Al. Um, yes, <laughs> in a true. Uh, <laughs> what was that <laughs> reference that Jonah Ray said? <laughs> oh yes, the, uh, the pi- was it the pirate? For- oh geez, I'm forgetting. Uh, yeah, I, I should have made the reference because I don't remember the, like, uh, the pirate, dread, uh, dread pirate. Yeah, dread Roberts, dread pirate Roberts. Yeah, I would have had to resume myself <laughs> as as the next Al. Um, but yeah, it was great. Al did walk right by me. I'm like, oh, maybe Al's gonna see me. But he walked by and he turned around facing the other way, so he didn't see me. Um, not that he necessarily would have interacted, but, uh, I was hoping, I was hoping, you know, you always hope, you always hope. And, uh, it was a great song though. And I love watching, um, Al's gals in the band during that song. Cause they, you know, you can tell that they are enjoying watching Al going out and, and, and interacting, but they also enjoy kind of having the stage to themselves <laughs> to, to really show off their skills. So, um, I, I enjoy it. I always enjoy seeing tacky and, um, hopefully we'll get more tacky in the future. <laughs> I, th- I hope so. I mean, that seems to be a, a favorite from Al ever since he put it in the show, just yeah. because it allows, he seems to like it that he gets to interact with the audience, whether it's in one more minute or tacky, he just seems to really like that interaction and it always gets a great reaction as well. Um, which of course is great for him too, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that he all secretly likes, you know, to interact with the Oh, totally. Yeah. Well. He gets to, I mean, that's just his time to play. You know, he gets to go out and mess with people and knock their hats off and, you know, mess with the ushers and security guards. It's, it's so much yeah, fun. Yeah. It's, it's fun to kind of w- watch that, sh- that song evolve because when it first started out, it was kind of like everything was a little bit like, how far can I go? All right, I'm just going to do this. And then by now it's kind of like, since it's been happening and involved, he, each time he sees how much further can I, how much little further can I get away with? You know, what little more can I get away with on this song? And each time it's just a little bit more, he, he keeps pushing the line to see just exactly what he could do, you know? So it's always, uh, it's kind of fun to kind of be interesting to go and see like the first performance of tacky, you know, where he's actually out in the audience versus the, uh, most recent version of tacky and just see how what the differences are and how much you know more interaction al has and what kind of interaction he has with the fans remember after the mandatory tour um al put out a video he had kept the uh the imag video of him performing tacky at every venue and he kind of did a super cut where it just switched from all of them i i would love if al was keeping a record of these shows and did a similar thing. Cause it's just, there's always something amazingly funny <laughs> and memorable from each of these videos. So I think that'd be really cool if that, uh, if he ended up putting another one out for sure, he'll put out the, uh, one where he walks right past me, sits on the person next to me. <laughs> well, and in Syracuse, he did sing directly to me. So it would be cool to see that. <laughs> I was too busy looking at Al to see it on the screen, of course. <laughs> um, so, 
Tacky went into Harvey the Wonder Hamster, and there was no confetti or streamers for our final Harvey the Wonder Hamster. You know what I love about Harvey the Wonder Hamster is that one of the things I love about it is that there's always someone in the audience who is super excited to hear this song. <laughs> you it's mean just, to hear what they think it's going to be or to hear actual Harvey? No, well, well, the, the anticipation of, well, what is it going to be? And then when it actually happens, there's always somebody who's thrilled that it is Harvey <laughs> the Wonder Hamster. Just like out of their mind, happy that it is Harvey the Wonder Hamster. <laughs> That's like, another it's one, one that also- you would have never. I would have never oh. guessed would be on this tour. <laughs> no, no. If you that would have been like on the bottom of the list of you know, and not not because it's a bad song, just because it's short and it's it's just. Yeah, I would. I would have put to, money you would on parrot, it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't <laughs> think the parrot with an orchestra. You know, it's just. But it's. It, hey, it's how Al, it's how Al's brain works. So yes. it's just. I'm happy it works that way. I would love to hear from <laughs> Al. What was what was the decision process? to narrow it down to these songs and and why this order I'm sure, you know it's not nothing is random with Al he is so brilliant and he's so oh, no. talented there's a reason for every tiny little thing and I would love to hear you know his reasoning and, and his thought process because it's got to be good you know how did he come <laughs> up with Harvey uh for this it's so amazing I'm sure it's a great story yes I agree so then we got into Jackson Park Express. And I, I, you know, I think of Jackson Park Express as kind of like a sleeper hit. It's one <laughs> of those songs where it didn't really make a big splash when Mandatory Fun came out. It wasn't like the song that people were talking about. But, you know, as soon as you hear it live, it become, it evolves. It's like a butterfly. It turns, in, you know, it turns into this new oh, yeah. song. And no matter how much you enjoyed it before you saw it performed live, it just turns into this you know, it turns up to 11, it turns up to 27. It becomes this just amazing experience. And it is probably the longest song uh, that he does in this tour. And I just, I love every second of it. It's just, it's so good. And it's another one of those ones where you hear people obviously hearing it for the first time because because of their reaction to the lyrics. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Again, this is like what I like this song on the album. I really did. And it's one of those ones where I wasn't expecting to kind of to hear it in concert. You know, one of those ones that if you had asked me, yeah, maybe, but I don't think it would be there ever in concert because but every time I hear it, I just like it more and more. Yeah. I don't know how how to explain it, but it's just like it just gets better and better. I hear something different in it. You know, I just it. I can totally understand why I've heard that this is one of Al's favorite songs. I can totally understand why it's just so complex and, and really musically and lyrically beautiful. It just, it really And is. not just Al's. I mean, uh, Scott uh, O'Neill yeah. said it was his favorite song that he worked on. Right. And uh, during, I, I pointed this out a couple centimeters ago. Um, and then you, you were able to witness it for the first time a few centimeters ago. Um, Monique's face when uh, <laughs> the lyrics uh, I like your boobs comes up is amazing you know it's just it's so funny it's hard to describe um, but her eyes bulge out and she you know and I only started noticing it um, a couple shows ago and um, another spoiler or another preview for what I'll talk about in a little bit is I did ask Monique directly about this part uh, after <laughs> okay. the show. And I don't think you were there, so I don't know if you uh, heard this. So uh, No, I'm curious to hear what she had <laughs> to say about it. So tune in later. 
<laughs> I will. I'll be listening. Okay. <laughs> Write it down, Frank. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I was hoping that, you know, since this was the last show uh, that you and I would be seeing together, that this horrific word crime that happens during the epic rap battles would be fixed and I could go away happy. However, it is still there. It the was. text says effect a f f e c t when it should says should say effect e f f e c t i wonder if al was me like, he intended to change it but he was specifically waiting for the calgary show cuz he knew <laughs> that we wouldn't be there and now he's going to fix it like he just well, you know, he, he left it there just to annoy us especially he still you still does that's true it still does have it still does have about two more weeks worth of concerts where he could correct it so we're we're hoping that that maybe it'll be corrected by the end of this tour if you went to one of those shows i mean obviously this will air after the tour is over so if you went to one right. of those shows and you noticed a difference uh please let us know we need we need to know inquiring <laughs> minds like mine want to know <laughs> So then we, of course, got into Smells Like Nirvana. Um, yes. So good. Yeah, I mean, I could really... I pointed this out before on, on previous Centimeter episodes, but I really can hear the orchestra well during this song, and I love the the, the new mix, the new music, you know, orchestra music for yeah. it. And I just felt that, like, out of... Um, all the orchestrations on the tour, this may be just my favorite orchestration. You know, just the, the mix for uh, the new orchestration, the new mix for Smells Like Nirvana. So your favorite one on the tour. What a coincidence. It's also your favorite Weird Al song, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. I, I 100% agree. Um, it's such a great song to hear live. I mean, the crowd, you know, when they react, once they figure out what song he's playing, they go nuts. And this is a song where everyone in the crowd has heard this song. This is not <laughs> this is not a, a song where people are hearing it for the first time. If you're a Weird Al fan, if you're at a Weird Al show, you've heard Smells Like Nirvana, and you can't wait to hear it. And it just delivers so well. Um, I, I mentioned this before with the, uh, the other two Canada shows, but the tuba solo was so... <laughs> I mean, it's so prominent, and it's another... You know, back to that thing you were saying, where I don't know if this has happened at every show, and I'm only just noticing it, but especially these last three shows, the tuba part was super prominent for me. Um, but the difference uh, at the show tonight in Abbotsford, which is different than Victoria and Vancouver, is I did not see a spotlight on the tuba guy, um, like huh. I did the last two shows. So um, I don't know if that was a mistake, or if I just didn't see it, um, but that is something I noticed. Well, I also did not see a spotlight on the tuba player, but I also could not see the orchestra. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was, of course, you know, sitting in the front row center with Jackie, and I knew that unless Al has like an amazing arm and he overthrows uh, for the. Uh, <laughs> The water. Not to say um, Al, was, Al has magnificent arms, Dave. Let's not start any <laughs> I mean, rumors here. <laughs> I just meant like, you know, a, an arm like a football player where he could just like throw a, throw the cup 100 yards, the water in the cup 100 <laughs> yards out over top of my head. I mean, I think of I think of Al kind of as Chuck Norris-esque, and I, I believe that he can do that. <laughs> he just chooses not to. Chuck Norris-esque or... Charles Nelson Riley. Yes, yes, yes. 
So <laughs> uh, I did get baptized by the Nirvana water. Excellent. And I mean, being right front row center and also being of the Amish persuasion. Uh, <laughs> did you get a lot of water? I did. I got I got a decent amount of water. I felt it was evenly spread across, uh, well, you know, the two people, me and Jackie, that I could see. And I don't know about the rest of the audience. Because uh, he did – the cup was black again. Yes. And he did throw that. And it went over my head, so I have no idea where it landed. It, I, I saw it land in like the third or fourth row. Um, <laughs> okay. So you, you had no chance. It went way over your head. <laughs> And I just had this funny thought. I don't. I don't know if you've ever watched uh, or listened to Flight of the Concords, uh, but another like band that I just I totally adore and I love. And um, they have this song called "I'm Not Crying," and in it he's you know they say a couple things like uh, "I'm not crying. I've just been cutting onions. It's just been raining on my face." And I, right. I think they could amend the lyrics to say "I'm not crying. I just was sitting in the front row at a Weird Al concert <laughs> during Smells Like Nirvana." <laughs> yes, yes. So I know. So what happens is because I you know I do wear glasses, and of course you know I was wearing glasses as an Amish person too. Uh, that. When the water sprays across my my uh, face, I generally don't wipe it away, let it evaporate naturally. So I had these little specks on my glasses of dried up water, <laughs> which I left on for the entire concert. I mean, it wasn't distract. It wasn't like noticeably distracting, but I could tell the water was on you know on my glasses. So I. I I didn't want to wipe them and, you know, wipe off the Nirvana water or anything. So you have to preserve them just for the it, collection. <laughs> I just let it naturally uh, evaporate off my glasses. And then uh, I did see you after the show. I don't know if you were going to talk about this, but I saw you get out a razor blade and carefully scrape the dried water <laughs> into a vial <laughs> that you have hanging around your neck. <laughs> I didn't Ness know. Was if, telling I, you that. I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I wrote it down. I had to say it. Frank, make sure you edit that out. <laughs> There's one. Uh, uh, a couple more notes I wrote. Um, I could hear yep. Jim's vocals very prominently on this song, uh, especially his "Don't know, don't know." I heard the "Don't knows" from Jim uh, very prominently. <laughs> and this is another thing. Back to I don't know if this has been every time, and I didn't notice it or if it was different for tonight, um, but. Uh, right at the end, Al had a lot of echo on his uh, voice, so I don't know if that if you can clear that up for me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I heard it very prominently. <laughs> uh, I didn't notice one way or the other, okay. so I can't help you on that one. <laughs> why are we? But I did notice. <laughs> why are there so many things this last show? Dan? What have we know, been talking almost... about all this time? <laughs> It's almost like Al intentionally changed a few little things just to see if we would notice and decide if we were going crazy because we hadn't noticed them before or if we would just say, all right, we just got to go to another show now just to clear up this. Bravo, Al. Uh, bravo. <laughs> but I, the one thing I did uh, did notice that um, because I was so close to stage, I did get a nice view of uh, Scotty, Monique, and Lisa throwing the pom-pom. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> which, which I, which is, it's just, it's just such a little moment at the end there, but it is such a great little moment. It is. They just kind of, you know, obviously they, they enjoy working with Al, um, or they wouldn't be doing this tour with him this long, but <laughs> right. you know, it's kind of like just a, a, just that moment, like, Hey, I get to kind of throw something at my boss. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how often do you get to do that right. and get away with it <laughs> and get paid for it right. you know? <laughs> and get cheered for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, that's so great. I, I do like that they kind of put a little extra oomph into that toss uh, with their pom-poms. Yes. 
And then we, of course, got into Dare to be Stupid. And now, before Dare to be Stupid, you asked me a very important question to watch uh, the video clip of The Naked Gun. Yes! Yes, I'm glad because... you... I, I meant to remind you, and then I forgot. So I'm glad you remember. <laughs> so, I did watch that video clip, and you had... And I'm... You had said that you thought you saw Victoria Jackson somewhere in this video clip. Yeah, because, I mean, and I was specifically watching for it. And the moment is when uh, Leslie Nielsen's, you know, giving his speech. And they're like, they're not here for you, Frank. They're here for, you know, Weird Al's on the plane. And they show Weird Al just for like a brief second. And directly right. to his right is a blonde woman. In, and she looks a lot like um, Victoria Jackson. So what was okay. your... What was your professional opinion? I thought she looked nothing like Victoria Jackson. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did um, in, in, in secret. Fact, in fact, I said I saw that and I said, is that who Ethan thinks Victoria Jackson is? No, it probably can't be. So I did watch. A, I did continue to look at scan the crowd to look to see. And there is a scene where they do after that, they go to. This kind of this audience that's behind a fence or a rope or something, they're roped up and they're all cheering, you know, for Al. And there is another blonde woman in there, and I looked at her and I said, I wonder if that's who Ethan thinks Victoria Jackson was. And I confirmed, and I said, nope, that's not her either. So <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, either I'm not looking at the right at the right woman in the video clip, or I'm not sure, or you uh, need to get your eyes checked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, of course um, got splashed. <laughs> at the Lewiston show a few weeks ago, and I've left the crust of the water on my glasses, so <laughs> that could be the explanation. I haven't scraped them yet, but um... that is that is true. I did. I, my glasses were probably still wet from the uh, Nirvana water, so it could have been distorting my vision. <laughs> no, I uh, I did IMDb it, and she does not appear anywhere in the movie or in the IMDb credits. So I'm willing to ad- accept that she's not in that clip, um, but. Uh, I want you to see it again, and I, you know, I want you to look at it for a brief second. You know, I don't want you to be able to study it because, of course, when you're watching <laughs> in the concert, you get a brief second and uh, see if you think perhaps she could, in any way, be confused <laughs> with, you know, <laughs> uh, Victoria Jackson before she became crazy. You know, <laughs> 1980s Victoria Jackson. <laughs> Oh, okay. I I'll continue okay. to keep my eye out for that. <laughs> I'll find the but, clip. Uh, I'll send it to you. Frank, write that down. <laughs> but from from my uh, my observations at the concert in Abbotsford tonight, I do not feel like I saw okay. Victoria Jackson okay. in the audience. <laughs> well, not in the audience of the theater. In the <laughs> I mean, in, in the in the crowd in the, from the clip. Well, the person the person in question is directly to. The Steve side of Al when he's walking out, you know, leaving the plane. So uh, if anyone wants to watch. uh, That was the first person I looked at and I did not feel that she looked like Victoria Jackson. So I continued watching and I felt like another blonde in the video clip (laughs) also did not look like Victoria Jackson. I may be confusing Victoria Jackson with Leslie Nielsen now that I (laughs) think about it. Hmm. Oh, don't do that. (laughs) I never would. Um, Okay, so Dare to be Stupid. Because it was the last show, you know I like to try and, you know, do the the hand movements with Al. Um, I decided that I was going to go all out and I was going to do as many hand movements as possible, and I did. It was great. Okay. That's it. How many did you do? I didn't count. I just, I did it. I just, you know, usually I, I, you know, I focus on 
you know, I like to do the, I, I bob my head with Alice. He, you know, does it. And I like to point at Jim when he points at Jim and I like to do the spitting on a fish, uh, barking up a tree. Uh, but I, you know, I did the, um, bite the hand that feeds you. And I, I did all of them. Every one I did. So I hope you can appreciate that. <laughs> I, I put that extra effort. The other thing, um, during dare to be stupid, I noticed a return of a familiar sight. Ah, yes. The green square was back, <laughs> but the green square was in front of Steve. Yes, I did. I did notice that the green square had moved. It changes its uh, location on stage and had moved closer to Steve. Yes, I, I did notice that too. We should have asked uh, the green square after the show about that, uh, the choice <laughs> to move. It was a bold choice, but you know. <laughs> so there were a couple things. <laughs> There are a couple things about there to be stupid. Number one, I felt a little called out in the line where he says, uh, you can eat a bunch of sushi and forget to leave a tip. Had the waiter talked to Al. I felt like, you know, that he was talking directly to you and I during that. I did notice that uh, that uh, when he asked for a volunteer, uh, that the girls do, you know, Al's gals do lift their hands up. And uh, we did learn a little bit about that in our interview with Ruben. That's, so yeah. That was kind of nice. A little teaser for that uh, interview when it does come out. Maybe it's out already before this even I don't came know. out. Who knows? It could be. Or maybe, yeah, maybe that's all news to everybody at this point. And then I did notice that I, uh, how he says, um, you know, he says, I can't hear you. And then uh, it did get a lot louder uh, when he said, okay, I can hear you now. So. Well, all I the did, all uh, the people had practiced talking during the orchestra part <laughs> to uh, speak up. So the Abbotsford crowd did uh, stand up and, uh, and <laughs> cheer and uh, yell, dare to be stupid louder when they should have. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I didn't write anything down about White and Nerdy. I just sat back and enjoyed oh. it. <laughs> See, I could, and maybe it was where I was sitting, but I could really feel just the bass in this song so well it just felt like everything shaking around me like the chairs and everything it was the you know the it was throughout the entire song i could just feel the bass kind of going through me and it's not something i really ever felt at a weird owl concert before other than maybe uh when he was doing you know Jurassic Park as part of the medley and he used to have that dinosaur roar he'd always have a loud bass on that and i could feel that throughout you know the the theater too so i could actually feel the bass which i which i thought was cool and i did uh, a couple things just to kind of point out to wrap up something we had mentioned on a previous centimeter is that we were wondering if the glasses actually had lenses in them that the owls gals were wearing oh and and the verdict is that they do. Ah, okay. Now, whether they're some kind of prescription or bifocal or, you know, uh, <laughs> like like uh, when we talked to Susan McNabb, they just pick them up at the dollar store and they happen to be bifocals. And the, <laughs> now all the Lisa, Monique, and uh, Scotty have bad headaches. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I just noticed that they did have lenses. Oh, I'm glad hopefully you noticed that. Are, hopefully they are uh, just, you know, just empty lenses i'm sure you know? yeah i'm sure they're just <laughs> non non-prescription, non-prescription just, i'm know. sure oh, i'm glad you noticed that yep at this point uh after after white and nerdy they play the uh, weird video clip yep right and this is where it finally hit me that this was going to really be the last song i started feeling uh-huh. kind of sad because that to me when the weird comes on um i kind of think of that as you know the 
starting to the end of the concert because you know, I almost think of that as like you know oh the concert's ending even though there are you know three more songs right, after that right but uh, it, it kind of signals to me oh the concert's over uh, or almost over so at that when the weird video clip came on I realized like oh this is really it this is our last show mm-hmm. of this tour. So not to bring things down, but you know, I did start getting a little sad. You know, I it's funny you say that you get it during the weird clip. I I get that feeling every show in the strings attached to her uh in the first video clip. So as soon as um oh. Jackson Park Express ends and we get into uh, you know, seeing effect spelled wrong. Uh, <laughs> that's when I started <laughs> well, thinking that like, could just be that could just be what up is upsetting. That's true. That's true. But that is that is where I usually I'm like, oh man, the concert's almost over because I know once it hits video clips, we have four more songs, then the encore, then the you know, like yeah, it's almost <laughs> yeah, over. So it's yeah, almost there's over. still you know half the show left, but still, it feels like the end. Um, but yeah, I totally. I also get, you know, I, I feel it there, but also during Weird, it's like, okay, there's yes. one more song before the encore. Right. right. <laughs> one more song before two more songs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I I um, wanted to mention, we always talk about this, this is a, a frequent topic of ours on and off the podcast of when do you wave <laughs> yes. your hands and... So I got to see a lot more of the audience than you did because you were in the front row and you can't turn your neck. Um, (laughs) And so as soon as the first verse started, you know, my my point of view is that I do not wave my arms or hands for the first verse. I start when Al starts. Um, But you are of the persuasion that you wave it all three. And um, some people only wave it during the Al verse, but I uh, believe that you also should do it during the third one because Al has set the precedent in the second one. Anyway, <laughs> there's, there's many, yes. there's many theories. So as soon as that first verse started, I saw two people <laughs> waving their arms and that was you and Jackie. But yes, this amazing thing happened as the verse, as the chorus went on, so many people in your section behind you started doing it too. So you guys started the wave essentially like nobody else. I think were there intending to do it on their own during the first verse, but I could see like almost spread out stemming from you and Jackie, all these people starting to do it so many more than I've ever seen for a first verse. So I think the trick is you need to dress like an Amish guy and sit in the front <laughs> row center every show. If you're going to get people on your team. Well, okay. If I have to do that, uh, I will take one for the team and do that. Uh, so, yeah. So this song actually, because maybe it was because I was wearing the Amish suit, maybe because it was, I had just gotten so emotional during the weird video, uh, or maybe, uh, because, uh, I knew this was the last time I was going to hear Amish paradise for a long time. And, I and let me just point out that that yes. wasn't tears in your eyes. That was just, uh, smells like Nirvana oh, water. Left there. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, I just I felt something with this song that this was going to be the song of the evening. I immediately raised I well I I was singing along, which I almost never do. Um, uh, singing along loudly. I was if I do sing along, I sing along to myself, not to interrupt people or, around me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like just singing along loudly to the entire song. Um, I just fit, really felt this song, and of course, the second that you know the arm wave start, my arms were. Sh- 
went straight up and I just really <laughs> enthusiastically did. So, so it's, I had no idea if it caught on. I kind of hoped it would, and I'm glad to hear that it did. Um, so I, for me, this was, uh, by far, you know, this, my, uh, song of the evening, my choice of the evening. Um, I absolutely enjoyed this song so much. And of course, everything falling in place, you know, the Amish outfit, you know, the last, uh, time I get to hear this uh, song on this tour, the the orchestra sitting front row center, yeah. that that just all culminated on that one song for me. Yeah, and I mean I agree. Uh, my pick of the night too. Um, and as much as I, I love Saga Begins and I love Yoda, um, I just have this such a great love and appreciation for Amish Paradise that yes. it's the real last song to me because it's the one I look forward to the whole show. And, you know, I, you know, in the moment, it's the last time we're hearing it. It's like the, the crowd's going nuts. You're dressed like an Amish guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're starting this movement of, of arm waves. It was, yeah, it was just the culmination of like, this is the, the last song. And I always feel like the encore is kind of like a bonus. It's like, we get, you know, these extra things at the end, but, um, it was such a great song. It was so great, um, especially tonight, hearing Amish Paradise. Yes. So after Amish Paradise, we go into the Amish Vamp. Yes, which is my I... other favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, what I love about the Amish Vamp is it's just like it's so upbeat and so fun. And I love the lights during it because they um, it's like rainbow lights and they're flashing and everyone's dancing and having a good time. It's just like it is a great way to end the quote unquote concert before the encore. It is just so, so fun. You get the audience interaction of the cheering. You, you know, you get funny owl faces. You get solos from the, the guys in the band. It's just such a great I, I love Amish Vamp as a wrap up uh, to the show. <laughs> It's it's amazing. What made this one even more special was that we got to hear Al say Caddo Carol on Triangle and mention her three different yes. times. <laughs> <laughs> and I also I was waiting for that, so I did film that for Cat, and she. Oh, nice! I think she liked having that more than having the Triangle solo. Is Al saying her name <laughs> in front of thousands of people three times? <laughs> and uh oh, for sure I loved, yeah i and i you know knowing the person that he is you know shouting out it just makes it that much cooler of course oh yeah absolutely absolutely and and yes there, that is an amazing feeling because i've been in that situation uh on hollywood boulevard where al says your name right <laughs> in front of thousands of people <laughs> and it is such a special such a special uh feeling that's hard to describe and and uh so I'm glad that somebody else got to experience that as well. <laughs> yeah, and also, I mean, Al always does do a shout-out for um, when there is an orchestra uh, yeah. soloist. But it, there's no way of really knowing, are the other people who did solos, are they extreme super fans the same way we know right. Kat is? And, you know, if you're an accomplished musician, hey, that's awesome getting it out. But especially for Kat, who we know for a fact um, is a super fan, it just, I mean, it means so much. You can tell. Oh, uh, sure. To absolutely. Her. Even more so than just a regular fan of Weird Al or just a regular musician who's doing it for the gig and not for, oh my God, this is my life coming to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> 
for sure. Yeah, and a little teaser for later. We did. I did run into Cat after the show too, so we got to to see how excited she was. You know, having done that performance and having Al call her out on stage. So, and there was also again a stand again a perfect ending, a standing ovation after the Amish vamp. Yeah. It was just so loud and crazy. It was awesome. And I was being loud and crazy. I usually kind of reserve (laughs) myself for the yelling parts, but it was the last show. I'm like, you know what? I can lose my voice if I I have to. This is just too important. So I I went all out. (laughs) All right. What did you have to save your voice for? Just a podcast episode you had to Uh, record? Yeah. (laughs) Nobody's ever listens to them, right? Everyone who's listening. (laughs) Including someone really special. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> A different so, Frank, uh, Frank. Don't smile. <laughs> so we had, uh, of course, you know, the little break in between the encore. And then uh, this was kind of cool because, again, the stage was high. Uh, the stormtroopers, as they come out for the saga begins, had to walk up uh, some stairs yeah. to get on stage. And I don't know if you noticed or not, but I noticed as one of them was walking up on up the stairs, uh, he or she turned to the audience and just started waving. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I'm on stage. <laughs> you know? And you can't blame them. Like, <laughs> it's got to be uh, so yeah, exciting. No, it, was, it was a great moment. Uh, so the, the full rundown... Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, of course, uh, Ruben did his thing uh, with the crowd cheering and and uh, pointing to the uh, orchestra, and then yeah, then yeah. we got the the Star Wars characters. So the full rundown were in order from Jim to Steve: three normal stormtroopers, <laughs> one stormtrooper officer, which was a trooper with a a right shoulder pauldron. <laughs> on yes an orange <laughs> wet, right shoulder pauldron <laughs> which uh dave uh would also call a shoulder pad um, yeah I, I just called it a shoulder pad but what do i know yeah i mean i i wrote down that it was leather uh <laughs> and then of course before this recording dave and i looked it up t- so we didn't sound stupid <laughs> to our Weird or uh, Weird Al slash Star Wars obsessed fans. Uh, yeah, I wrote down <laughs> leather shoulder. So I, that that goes. I didn't even know it was orange. So, um, but yeah, it is the storm. Was well, orange officer. just like? See, I think it was orange because it had to match the drink. That's from, true. Uh, That's true. Jurassic Park. So you could also say that they were wearing a red shoulder pad. I would say they were wearing a, wearing a red shoulder pad. <laughs> uh, so then, after the stormtrooper officer was Darth Vader. Followed yes. by um, someone who you don't see on stage very much. No. Um, the red uh, person. The red um, <laughs> stormtrooper type thing. The red bad guy. I just wrote red guard, <laughs> um, but we looked it up. Right, so, we looked up the official yeah. name. See, I thought it was – I had written down it's an imperial guard, and then Jackie had corrected me and say, no, it's an emperor's guard or an emperor's royal guard. And I said, I'm pretty sure it's an Imperial Guard. So we did uh, have Frank do some research for us and found out that the official name is called an Emperor's Royal Guard, but it's also known as an Emperor's Guard or an Imperial Guard. Yes. So So I had actually was happy that I had got the name correct. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure in the comments, 
uh, some Star Wars super fans will correct <laughs> us, or maybe our pronunciation, maybe it's Emperor's uh, Royal Guard. Um, but as far as maybe we know... Maybe it's Rube Emperor's Royal Guard. It could be Rube Emperor's Royal Guard. Uh, so then after the uh, Emperor's Royal Guard were three more Stormtroopers. So not exactly... Um, it wasn't exactly symmetrical, but it was pretty close with three Stormtroopers, the Stormtrooper officer... Uh, on one side, and then the Emperor's Royal Guard and the three Stormtroopers on the other. So it was, it was close. Yes. It was close to being symmetrical. And then I was wondering, who is Al going to sing to? Is he going to sing to the Emperor's Royal Guard, the Imperial Guard, or is he going <laughs> to sing to one of the, the Stormtroopers? And uh, he he did sing to... Usually it seems he picks the one from Vader to towards Steve. Um, yes. And he did that at the show tonight which happened to be the first of the three stormtroopers closest to Vader. So huh, um, nice. it was good. And I noticed there were definitely a lot of phone flashlights um, in the <laughs> in the stands. So a lot of people waving and uh, enjoying themselves and wasting their batteries during the song. <laughs> were there any lighters or glow sticks? I didn't notice... But I would have to assume if those people brought a glow stick, like what else are you gonna freaking do with it? You might as well <laughs> You might as well wave it during Saga Begins if you have a glow stick. Um you no, know, I didn't notice, but I'm sure I'm sure that they were. So I of course couldn't see anything in the audience other than I was focusing, of course, everything on stage. And uh I did I did appreciate that this group of uh five oh first were very good dancers very tight with it i i really i really felt that you know they had either been naturally talented or practiced very a lot and actually got their moves down very well i mean there were no michael jackson up there but yeah i mean compared to everyone else that we've seen uh they had their they had their uh, moves down which was great I mean, keeping in mind that they're wearing these <laughs> these heavy, hot, heavy, humid, hot, dark, yeah, right? <laughs> dark, you know, like outfits that cover their entire body. Like no piece of flesh, you know, is showing. That that they're uh, that they're up on stage dancing. You know, excited to be up on stage with Weird Al Yankovic. So for every all that situation i felt they did a really good job i agree i agree and they always do a good job they're always so entertaining to watch so i don't know if you noticed this but at the end of saga begins of course um that's when the star wars uh 501st characters head out and there were stairs as you said at the side of the stage it wasn't just walking off stage so it took them a little bit longer because (laughs) you're in this big dark heavy (laughs) suit and you have to walk downstairs with no railing and um so there was a little bit of a a pile up as they were trying to leave the stage (laughs) and that caused them to kind of walk in front of ruben and kind of be stalled in front of ruben for the ruben perer uh mexican hat dance part and uh there was so they were actually kind of in the light that was being shined on Ruben, so I could really see these stormtroopers illuminated, and um, <laughs> you know Ruben will play the part, and then you know clap clap, and this one stormtrooper for the clap claps, he did a fist bump in tune with clap clap. 
<laughs> like so he was doing that because he was he was blocking Rue Benferer anyway and uh, he was just you know he obviously had uh, a gun in one hand so or a blaster in one hand so then he did it with the it was really funny <laughs> oh that's great I'm sure I'm gonna guess that was the same one who waved uh, when they came on stage it might have been <laughs> they all look similar but uh, I'm gonna guess you just go out on a limb there <laughs> That's funny. That's hysterical. <laughs> and then the show wraps up with Yoda. Yoda, yes. And um, it was. Uh, well, I, I want to talk about the end. Do you have anything, you know, in the beginning or middle of the song you wanted to talk about? <laughs> no, uh, I just other than the fact that you know, uh, it's always great to hear Yoda, but it also means it is the end of the the concert, and this does mean that for me it was the end, you know the end of the actual tour, you know. So, I w- it was kind of it was it was. I don't think I was up. I don't think I was sad, but I think I was. Uh, I was very kind of excited to to hear this. You know, it was it just, definitely you know, bittersweet, right? Yeah. I would love for Al to sometime do Yoda not at the end of the show. Let me hear it without having in the back of my head, oh my god, the show's over. You know? Well he did that on he did that on that one tour and uh Which tour? Was it B E? It was the tour that ended with Albuquerque, so it would have been I guess the Apocalypse tour. Oh. Uh Oh, that's right. Yeah. So uh I forgot so, about yeah, that. Yeah, it was I guess it was during the uh the I guess they they started out that tour as the Internet Leaks tour and then it, it switched names partway through to the Apocalypse tour. Uh so it was on that tour that he put uh Albu- or he f- the encore was Albuquerque and he uh s- mixed the uh Saga Begins and Yoda in the middle. So it was uh it was weird to ha- have that happen in the middle and it was I think it was also weird to Al and the band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they kind of said, well, we're going to just not do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, because they, I mean, they've been ending with Yoda f- since the beginning. So that, I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me of that wonderful non-BE, I guess. I don't know what it is when it's not BD, AE, after E, or WE with E. I don't know what the correct... I don't know what it is, but um, yeah. So it, I'd like him to do it again. You know, play it twice uh, so I can hear it <laughs> sure, both not? times. I mean, I do like the how show. About just, how about it, just an entire tour? Where all he does is he plays Yoda over and over again. Oh, my God. I would love that. <laughs> People would be so mad, but, you know, I would just I'd love that. I would see the show 18 plus times and people would be like, doesn't he play the same show every time? Which is, you know, the comment I get when people find out I'm tour yes. chasing. And now they would, I'd be like, yes. And in fact, he just plays the <laughs> same song over and over and over <laughs> each of those shows. <laughs> I'd love to, uh, to have that. <laughs> well, yeah. So spoiler alert, we did learn that the next uh, tour, which is coming out in, what did we say? 2021 will be just one song repeated over and over again. Bermuda said not to say anything, Dave. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. You're right. Specu- speculative. Um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, just, uh, Frank, edit that out. Edit that out. We don't want... <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of Yoda, I was so hoping that Al would have seen you in your getup and right in the middle, and I would have loved if he handed you the mic to sing uh, the chorus. But unfortunately, he just asked all of us to do it better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then he walked out and he sat on the lap of the person next to me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
not really. <laughs> um, so then, you know, during the kind of like little instrumental vamp at the end, the, you know, the, the solo parts, um, before Al did the lifting the accordion, he pulled out the accordion and sometimes like him and Steve will like nod to each other about like, yeah, p- bring it up. This time Steve just kind of like slowly <laughs> squished his face into the bellows of the accordion. He just squished <laughs> his nose in between. It was so funny. It's the first time I ever noticed that this tour. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And then it was over and there was, there was confetti and yes but the our our 18 city tour uh of weird al shows strings attached edition uh came to an end well can we really call it 18 city because we did see him in seattle three times yeah but each time it was also a city (laughs) if you're gonna say that (laughs) the orange drink is red i'm gonna say it was different cities okay (laughs) it was the same venue (laughs) well yeah yeah, but you got to consider that the Earth is on a, a you know a tilted axis, and and it, it's also uh, revolving, and then it's revolving around the sun, and then the sun's revolving. Oh. Yeah, just, okay, just let's just go with it, <laughs> Frank. Don't nod. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> talking to Frank a lot this episode. He's a, he's a doesn't usually get as much airtime. <laughs> I know. I know. What, what, what's going on? We must be delirious. We must be. Uh, we are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> the after show was, uh, like we had mentioned, had about 30 people in it. So it was really tiny. Yeah. And the, uh, the VIP it's... party. Uh, the VIP after, yeah, after the VIP show party, means something different in Weird Al Land. But yes, it was that after the show. But the VIP party, we heard the rumor that there were 30. And I counted. There were 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, it's, it's like 150 or 200 people. But... Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty crazy how few people were there. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. It, it was uh, we were kind of set up in a room that might have been, believe it or not, too small for thirty people. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it was a little crowded to get in and out of the tables, uh, and then um, we did have pizza, and uh, we did have a little little uh, prank pulled on us with the uh. pizza. Don't remind me. So, I mean, Al, Al, if you're listening, you probably wouldn't be thrilled about this either as a vegetarian. Uh, but I am, of course, a vegetarian, and I go up to grab pizza, and I open it, and I see a cheese pizza, and I sit down, and I take a bite, and I taste pepperoni, and they had put the pepperoni, they lined under the cheese on top of the sauce, all pepperoni. It's like, what the heck? So, luckily, like, I mean, it's still... I mean, I've been a vegetarian for a long time, and it's not the end of the world, but it is still kind of gross. Um, yeah, when you're not expecting when it. When you're not funny, expecting yeah. it. Um, so luckily I, I noticed pretty quick, but um, I was able to find the actual cheese pizza. <laughs> cheese but pizza. You know what? What kind of place does that? That's that's just – it's. Uh, I don't know if it was a prank or just negligence <laughs> or, or what happened, but um, I wasn't thrilled about it. Yeah. But it was free pizza, so I can't complain too much. <laughs> free pizza that we paid well, for with our VIP. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm gonna complain. <laughs> I think you should really. If that's if that's the only thing that that you have to complain about for the evening, well, and the talking in the orchestra, I think it yeah, overall I, was a pretty good. I don't evening. know which one is worse. 
<laughs> to be honest. Um, but it, what was nice, uh, so um, the VIP, it did go really quick because there weren't a lot of people to get through. Um, but we, we tried to cram in a, a lot of goodbyes and stuff. Uh, we got to say goodbye to Marnie, of course. Um, yeah. Our, our merchandise uh, friend. I don't know what her official title is, but um, I, I think merchandise friend pretty much. Okay. It right pretty much the, covers it. Uh, Marnie's great. Um, it, you know, I always love uh, seeing her uh, at the shows and talking to her. So it was nice to get to say goodbye to her, an official goodbye. Uh, I wish we could have said goodbye to more people, but of course they are working. Uh, <laughs> So we got to see her. Um, of course, we got to see JW, and it was very yep. nice. Uh, Lisa Popiel stopped by, um, our good friend. So it yes. was really nice to see her. And then um, as she was heading out, um, Monique and Scotty showed up. And I know I've been teasing this the whole episode, so I'll finally <laughs> tell you. So I went over and I was saying goodbye to, to Monique and, and Scotty. And uh, they're just so they're so wonderful, you know, all the Alice gals. Um, and I was just complimenting Monique about how much I love her face when Al <laughs> sings the line, I like your boobs. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you like that. And Scotty goes, what? I didn't know you did something. <laughs> and you got to imagine Scotty's up there doing her own. She's singing. She's dancing. She's doing her own stuff. She doesn't know what <laughs> Monique's doing. So she's like, what do you, what do you do? And, uh, and, um, you know, put it on the spot. Monique's like, oh, well, I kind of do this thing. And, you know, it wasn't really right. So it's like, I've got an idea. How about we recreate it right now? <laughs> and I, nice. luckily I pulled out my camera and I do have a video of this. Oh, wow. Scotty singing the Al part. And as soon as she says, uh, I like your boobs, I, you know, go over to Monique and zoom in and she does her face and it's hilarious. <laughs> I'll have to post it on, um, in our Facebook group or something. Um, oh, that'd be awesome. So, uh, Frank, write that down. Remind me uh, when this episode comes out. Um, I'll uh, try to remember to post it in our Facebook group. And uh, that Facebook group is open to anyone who wants to join. Uh, you just head over to our uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash 2000 inch. And then there's a little button that says join group, request to join group. And we don't, it just automatically adds you, but you do have to click request to get in. And so I'll post it in there. It is hilarious i have sent it to a couple people um and everyone <laughs> agrees it's just it's hilarious it's priceless so <laughs> gonna want to see oh, that's that. awesome gonna want to see yeah, that for sure i gonna want to see that so while you were talking to uh monique uh, scotty and i guess lisa i uh was talking with cat ah and yes so cat showed up in the vip area and she brought her world famous triangle with her from the triangle so solo <laughs> from the triangle solo so i not only did get to talk to cat but i got to meet the triangle as well and i got to take a picture with cat in the triangle did you ask cat to kind of move out of the picture so you could get more of the triangle or <laughs> well i was just trying to get a picture with the triangle but i figured to be nice i would also take a picture right right no of course not <laughs> I, of course i want cat in the picture um so so that was kind of great and uh and cat was of course, thrilled, you know, that she got to do the triangle solo. And, of course, absolutely thrilled that Al mentioned her on stage three times. She's like, he said my name three times. You know, it was uh, – I mean, I'd love to have Kat on just to talk about her experience, yes. you know. Uh, so uh, hopefully we can make that or Frank can make that happen. Um, Write it down. <laughs> Frank's going to quit after everything we're telling him to do. He's this. running out of paper. He's <laughs> 
<laughs> he just brought like one little post-it with him. He have to take so many notes. He's writing on the uh, sticky part now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was kind of cool. And then, of course, we, uh, and I don't know if you have anything else you want to add, but we went up and we got our picture with Al. Uh, yeah, and then a- I believe after we got the picture with Al is when um, Jim uh, Jim walked by, got to say goodbye to right. him real quick, and uh, Bermuda showed up, and we got to say goodbye to him. Yeah. Um, and am I correct in saying Ruben also walked by? And Ruben also walked yeah, by. Yeah, so. And we got to say goodbye. So uh, we got to actually say goodbye to quite a few people, which we Hadn't expected to to get to see again uh, yeah. on this tour. So that was kind of nice. It was really nice. Um, for my picture with Al, I said, Al, this is my last show. I would like us to be very upset in the photo. And he delivered. <laughs> it's a funny, it's, you know, obviously a sad, very sad, solemn photo. Yes. But because it's Weird Al, it's hilarious. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you do anything special for your photo? Uh, well, for my picture, uh, I went up with Jackie, and we just took a, a I guess, a normal picture, if you will. Uh, and, but Al did kind of turn to me, and he did comedy. He's like, oh, did you shave your mustache? So he <laughs> noticed. <laughs> Al, who sees you for <laughs> five minutes every couple days, um, <laughs> noticed. I'm sorry, Dave. I, I should. I'll, 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 I promise I will look at your lips more often. Um <laughs> You know, usually that's all I want from this podcast. I'm, I'm very respectful, and I, I always maintain eye contact with you, Dave. That's why I noticed you weren't wearing glasses that one time I mentioned. <laughs> right. Um, but I was trying to be respectful, but I will start looking at your uh, lips from now on. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, we did get to uh, get, you know, a signature. I um, I brought a couple of the – I made a, a couple of these pins. I have um, the Weird Al star pin. Um, the fat man pin and the Al from the Simpsons pin. And I ha- I've given all of them to Al, but I was thinking like, I bet he would like to have an extra set um, maybe to give to Nina or, you know, to display or just to have an extra set to, to, you know, weigh down his papers from blowing away. I don't know. I, you know, I had him with me. I was like, <laughs> I figured Al would appreciate these. So I gave him those and I, I had an extra fat man pin. I had him sign it. And that one looks so cool. Oh, nice. Uh, having oh, cool. his signature on it. Yeah, so it was, I mean, it was so nice to get to see Al and, and chat with him a little bit on our final concert of the tour. Yeah, it is sad that that this was our final concert, but it was an absolutely amazing, amazing tour. I had so much fun, mm-hmm. especially, you know, just getting to see people I haven't seen before, getting to see Al and the band perform, getting to see new performers that we've never seen before in the Al's Gals. Yes. And, you know, the orchestra. And I mean... W- What's especially cool about Alice Gals is they're not just singers that they hired. They're all people who have performed and sang on Al songs in the past. So they're all people right, all people have worked with Al before, you know. So it's it's great, you know, that that they could come on board as well. And of course, I mean, it's so cool to to get to see Eric. I never saw Arnie. You know, this is the last show and uh, it was Eric, so I never actually got to see Arnie um, mm. as a conductor. And um, I think that's okay. I mean, it would have been cool just for the, <laughs> you know, to check it off having seen him. But Eric does such a great job. I can only imagine that uh, his dad is as good as Eric. But it's hard to oh, yeah. it's hard to yeah. imagine. 
<laughs> Hard to imagine. No, I don't have to imagine because I did see him. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did see. It's interesting. This the uh, tour for me started out with Arnie, so he was the first one that I, the first conductor I did get to see, and then from then on it was Eric until, of course, you know, Red Rocks where we saw Scott, right. and then back to Eric again. So I did never get to see Arnie a second time. <laughs> yeah, it is weird how it it, uh, uh, it just worked, worked out, out that, that way. way right? yeah. yeah. I heard a rumor that Arnie only did the Wednesday shows. Is that true? <laughs> I don't well, think no, because so. Victoria we... was a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> wow. Myth busted. You didn't even have to Very donate nice. for that myth to be busted. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we will have uh, – we're going to uh, take a couple days to kind of gather our thoughts together, and then we're going to do a, another bonus episode, 27 Centimeter, where we do a wrap-up of the Strings Attached Tour – uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to just kind of go over all the highlights and our our favorite things about the tour. And so, really, uh, bottom line, we can't end on twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to think of something else to do. We had to have it end on twenty seven. You know, we didn't. I don't think either of us went into the bonus episodes with the plan of hey, let's do exactly twenty seven. But it just kind of worked out that way. So we're gonna. Uh, I'm excited to record the twenty seventh episode. And oh sure, uh, you know maybe we can can uh, can do some top fives, top five hottest shows, uh, <laughs> top five uh, Star Wars lineups. You know I don't know we, we'll have fun with it, but I'm really oh, I'm sure. really excited about it. Maybe we'll finally go down and we'll read the spreadsheet line by line. well you have that and so much more to look forward to on episode 27 so we want to thank everyone for uh listening and sticking with us for you know all these great concerts that we've been to and i don't think there's anything else to say other than that was dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird al podcast bonus episode 26 centimeter i mean dave you could say that Hey, you can listen to our regular show that goes out every Wednesday. Fine.